Today on Gamerhead Radio, things get heavy because whole team is babies. Gamerhead Radio starts now. Hello and welcome to Gamerhead Radio, episode 181. I am Jonathan Santiago, a.k.a. Fallon Flynn. Morbius for villains, come on! Go, you're next. Oh, I am. Yeah. <laughs> See, I always think you're going to go next. I don't know why. Uh, I, I am um, back from L.A., Goat. <laughs> I am Charlie, thankfully no longer has a migraine today, Technotronic Warren Worsley. Candy Mountain, Charlie! I, I like that every every um you know every week at least one of us like stares at the you know the the portrait of one of the others of us on the screen going you fucking it's your turn fucking say it say the fucking thing it's dead air we're live <laughs> it's just we, we 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 when we when we when we recorded here in the studio in person we always sat in the same order and so the we we kept the same rotation every week in terms of who who's who was yeah. introing each mm-hmm. show and then we kept that same rotation as we introduced ourselves yeah. around yeah. the room now that we are no longer sitting in the same room anymore it never fails that one of us every week forgets when they're the next one to go so mass yeah. Fucking every chaos every time every mm-hmm. time Either we, need way. A, we need a little system where our window lights up like your turn true. and your turn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's here will be the system. It'll be it'll be me muting the microphone, going like this. <laughs> and John is um, yeah, sc- having one of those screaming Silently internally moments. Screaming. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Hold on, it's gonna be like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Audio listeners, you definitely want to pull up the podcast and at least watch this. Yeah, moment. yeah. Uh, you yeah, know what? I'm yeah. feeling extra silly yeah. tonight. We're I, I think there's some fucking hijinks are gonna ensue during the show this evening. Um, because uh, I have not because I have not been partaking in beer, but I have beer this week, so Damn. I'm gonna get silly. Because um, that wasn't what, 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 what are you drinking, John? I'm just drinking antihero, like I do when I when I'm not drinking anything fancy. I just that's you know that's my cheese. <laughs> that's not I, fancy. Antihero is not fucking fancy. Dude, this is no 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 no. Schlitz is not fancy. <laughs> yeah, that's my. No, that's, embarrassing. Yes, it is. It is. My grandfather was a Schlitz man. Also is, not uh, fancy. <laughs> also, my father is a Schlitz man. Schlitz they, and hams. You know. Oh I, wow. Must must be hams, dude. That's that goes way back. Um, <laughs> here here on Beverage Head Radio. Um, um, I I am drinking a sweet sunny South Table beer. Uh, collaboration. One of the collaborations from this year's Beer Camp of America from uh, from uh, uh, Sierra Nevada. Good stuff. I'm I'm drinking Anti Hero uh, IPA because uh, it's cheap and I'm fucking broke. <laughs> Go. What are you drinking? Pepsi. <laughs> you fucking chill, you. You no, I've almost pretty place. much. I've almost pretty much quit drinking. <laughs> yeah, me, me too. Actually, I've kind of. I'm kind of laying off these days. It doesn't mean that I don't want a delicious beer every now and again. I just. Uh, I don't want to be fat anymore. That's really what the mm. thing is. Yeah, that's that's sort of where I'm at. Um, it is an unfortunate I mean, side effect of joining. Soda just doesn't beer. look quite as good in my Winnie City pint glass. Ooh, look at you. Know, you. So. Anyways, um, <laughs> anyways, though, um, so and all um, of that hits the cutting room floor. <laughs> no, man, no, oh, it's good stuff. So, uh, what, what, uh, your week, gentlemen? We all, we all lived to tell the tale once more. Some Another of us episode. went farther than others. 
That's true. <laughs> Why don't we start with you, Yo? Tell us about your adventure to uh, the the dirty, sweaty sandbox that is L.A. <laughs> we have very, very different opinions of L.A. Um, L.A.'s fucking sweaty. Uh, no, no. I, I, I mean, I like, literally, it's in, just very in, dirty. No, no, no. I don't, I don't know where you're hanging out, man, but you, you, you got to stop hanging out there. <laughs> like, stop hanging out at Hooker Corner in, in North Hollywood. That's just not going to work for you. <laughs> Last time I was in L.A., we were playing at the Whiskey A Go Go, and that area is filthy. Oh, yeah, because Sunset Boulevard's just a fucking, you know, picture-perfect place for everyone. Yeah, okay. Ah, no, <laughs> no. It's like, it's like Disneyland for homeless people. It is Disneyland for homeless people. <laughs> Anyways... <laughs> Complete with rides, roller coasters, and hep. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, I was out in LA last week. I popped in for the show when I could. I'm doing pre-production for the upcoming Dope Tour that I am going to be on. Uh, I, I wish I could stay longer last week, but I had about, oh, eight days worth of work to do in five, and they pay me, so excellent, you guys excellent. lost out. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, and then, let's see, so we came back from that this week, and then the last couple days I've been doing a bunch of studio work, a couple side projects. Uh, we're finally, officially started mixing and mastering the Codename Phoenix album as of two days ago. Excellent. Started? It hadn't started yet? So, should, yeah, no, no, talk to Batman, alright? <laughs> <laughs> He's been a bit busy with, with Gotham exploding. That's true. Well, last week, you know, he was on the show with us, so he couldn't do it. He actually, mm -hmm. well, before I asked him to do the show, that was his plan, was to start mastering your record. Mm -hmm. So, by inviting Thanks, him to come on to the show and, and entertain everybody last week, I fucked your band. That's eh, whatever. He helped me in a different way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, that's that's pretty much been my whirlwind week. Yeah, most studio flying, and it, it's been 110% music. I luckily got video games in like today. <laughs> yeah, um, but but that you got video games in at all uh, after being out of town is excellent. Mm -hmm. Charlie, how was your week, man? Well, for my weekly Cider Fest update, uh, this week we announced uh, the one and the only Jen Blake, um, who, uh, long, who uh, regular listeners of the show will know from a couple episodes that she's been on, not not, not at all least the uh, the live show that we did at Winnie City this past April with um, with Big Jim Miller, who's also going to be at Cider Fest. Um, so uh, I, I am foolishly putting myself in the situation of being uh, sandwiched between those two again while they scream profanity, profanities and, and, and bodily parts into my, yes, into my yes. ears. Mm -hmm. I, I feel compelled to go back and, and listen to that episode just because I haven't had time to do it since we recorded it. And, um, and, and and don't forget, you can watch that episode in, in 360-degree video on YouTube. Mm -hmm. oh. Yes, you can actually see the sweat and uh, oh, flush your cheeks. That means that we Charlie. can watch it in our Gear VR and absolutely <laughs> cringe at just some of the things that happened during that episode. It, it's I was true. really drunk in the last 15 minutes of that episode. I'm curious. To I was really that. drunk for that entire episode. <laughs> yeah, you were. Actually, I wish I was drunk for that whole episode. Everybody was really drunk for that entire night. Period. Oh, that's right. That's when uh, that's when Charlie's dad learned a lot about Charlie that he never wanted to tell his dad. God. No, I, I think he learned more about my friends than he learned about me. <laughs> yes. Um, Son, I raised uh, you better than to hang out with these dumb <laughs> hooligans. <so. laughs> um, but uh, but but notable about um, about uh, Miss Jen Blake's appearance at Ciderfest this year is that it will be her last MLP convention. Um, she really? has, um, yeah, she, um, 
you know, she she hasn't done uh, so. So she her her professional resume that concerns My Little Pony has consisted of um, two covers that she's done for the IDW comic books, um, and then she did a bunch of art for some like some some bonus cards that I guess never actually came out. Um, but it's the, the those comic covers are kind of what got her into being able to do con appearances in the first place. But then it was her her personality and her, and her, her continuing fan art and a bunch of like. Uh, convention exclusive posters that she did for cons that got her uh, repeatedly invited back to conventions. So she's done a lot more stuff like for the community than she has professionally. Um, she's she's uh, been invited to 15 MLP conventions over the last three years. Wow! Um, and so you know you don't uh, th that doesn't happen on accident. Um, you know she's uh, she, you know you guys know if you watch the episode you you guys hung out with her. I mean she's just a riot. She's just a ton of fun. She is. Um, but um, you know. Uh, MLP is, I mean, she loves MLP. She she loves her time with MLP. But in the process of this whole thing, uh, it got her put in contact with a with a comic book comic book artist by the name of Jeremy Whitley, who uh, you may recognize um, from being behind the um, the Princeless uh, comic book series, which is um, it's uh, it's won a bunch of awards um, for being. Um, um, just a very uh, uh, positive um, comic book series for for girls. Like it's about it's it's about a, a series of princesses that like get themselves out of situations and don't need princes and, and yada yada yada. Anyways, um, uh, she's doing some work with him on that, but they're all started. They're also starting a new mature comic book series together called Dress to Kill, and she is just going to put all of her energy and time and focus behind that. And right so on. she is she's kind of just you know she's she's just uh, decided to put a bookmark on uh, a bookend on the end of her of her MLP career and just move on to something that's that's just closer to her interests and where she wants to be. Um, and um, but she she's been saying for a while that she absolutely wanted Cider Fest to be her last con because, and I quote, it is her favorite of all the cons, and so, yay. Um, so, yeah. Um, the, the craziest part about it for me is that I only met Jen at last Ciderfest. I've known her for less than a year, which to me is crazy. I feel like I've known her a lot longer than that. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, it'll be, um, it'll be a bittersweet experience having her there. Um, we're, we're, we're planning some events to kind of... Um, you know, commemorate the occasion, and um, but but uh, but yeah, no, she'll she'll definitely be around at like comic cons, but this will be her last MLP con. But um, you know, it'll it'll be a uh, it'll be great to see her again. Awesome, man! But, yeah, yeah. Uh, nothing but uh, good luck to Jen going forward, man. I haven't been able to spend a lot of time with her, you know, obviously just just when she's been on the show and everything. But man, what a what a fun lady, man! What a fun lady to hang out with, and. Uh, Fucking super talented artist. I follow her on Instagram and uh, find myself constantly just like tapping the shit out of everything she posts, man. And just putting <laughs> little hearts on it because it's she's just it doesn't matter what she's drawing. She's really, really, she's a very talented lady. Absolutely. Um, but uh, but yeah. So for anybody that's interested, I'll make sure to pass along whenever Dress the Gill eventually does come out. Um, but uh, but uh, but yeah. No, that that that's been the highlight of my week for sure. But um, but uh, John, I believe then that leaves you. Um, yeah, my week. Um, this was one of the... Since since Villains doesn't have anything booked until like three weeks from now, and it's kind of the break we've been wanting for a little bit to just kind of decompress and do our own thing, um, it's funny, like, we get super busy and I go like, God, I need, I'm so fucking tired, I need a break, man, I'm wiped out and uh, stretched so thin and I'm always doing 20 things at once, but now I have a break and I'm bored out of my fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> like, I hate I hate sitting still. I don't like uh, sitting on my hands for too long. So, well, I'm kind of bored this week, actually. Kind of cabin fever. 
this week was uh, mostly spent uh, last-minute shit for going back to school, car shopping, because as I had talked about a while ago, my car is dead, very dead. So uh, I've been picky about buying a car because uh, I just want to make sure I get something that doesn't cost me a bunch of money in six months or a year, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, yeah, that's that's that was it for my week. We... Um, you know, I'll talk a little bit more about what Villains has been doing at the end of the show, uh, just because there's been, obviously, a lot of shake-up and a lot of change, um, and there's going to be a little bit more of that. Um, but uh, I'll talk about that later. There's a week was week was good, man. Nothing nothing bad to speak of, uh, which then takes us uh, on to uh, releases for the week, Charlie. Uh, anything anything solid coming out for the uh, the papers out there that need to play the video games? Well, you know, I feel like it, um, it's been a little while since I forgot to have the releases ready, so I, I intentionally uh, made sure to not have them up this week so I could embarrass myself while I, uh, while oh, I pulled uh, them up. It's perfectly Way okay. to commit to that. Way to commit to that. Yeah. It's all right. You know what? The, the important thing is, is that um, you've accepted responsibility for this failure and thus have mm-hmm. grown as a man. It, no, yes. I, it, it was, but it was, it was, it was absolutely an intentional failure. So, mm-hmm. um, I so. don't believe you. <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> uh, so, but for releases coming out uh, Monday, October, uh, oh, October. No, Charlie, uh, August fifteenth. Uh, Con- <laughs> Conception Two: Children of the Seven Stars is coming out for PC on Tuesday, August sixteenth. Valentino Rossi: The Game Day One Edition is coming out on the PS4 and the Xbox One. Inversus on the PS4 and the PC. Twenty sixty four read only memories on the PS4 and the Vita. Grow Up is coming out on the PC, the PS4, and the Xbox One. Dungeon Punks is coming out on the PC and the Vita. And then on Friday, August 19th, Formula One 2016 is on the Xbox, PS4, and the PC. Uh, Metroid Prime Federation Force on the 3DS. And Style Savvy Fashion Forward also on the 3DS. Looking into the future, Monday, August 22nd, Tempest is getting a release on the PC and the Mac. And Tuesday, August 23rd, Alone With You is coming out on the PS4 and the Vita. Deus Ex Mankind Divided is coming out on Windows, PS4, Xbox One. Hue is coming out on the PC, the PS4, the Vita, and the Xbox One. Inside is getting released on the PS4. Madden NFL 17 on the PS3, the PS4, the Xbox 360, and the Xbox One. Metrico Plus on the PC, the PS4, and the Xbox One. King of Fighters 14 is coming out on the PS4. And Worms WMD is uh, getting a release on the PC, the PS4, and the Xbox One. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of interested in the... Uh, yes, yes. Uh, did you say Tempest is coming out on Mac and PC? <laughs> I did say that, yes. The game that's been out on... It came out, like, I don't know, the early 80s on Arcade? Tempest? The party. Well, I, I'm I'm presuming it's an updated version. Uh, let's, uh, let's yeah, I'd hope so. Out. If not, it'd be a little weird. <laughs> yeah. uh, Check out these four-bit graphics. <laughs> uh, let's see. Tempest on Steam. Uh, this is oh no, it's a it's a it's a pirate ship. It's a pirate. <laughs> it, it's it's a pirate ship game. Um, smell a lawsuit. They, yeah, I was gonna say, can they do that? I mean, Tempest is kind of like locked into history. Nope, yeah, definitely yeah, not the Tempest uh, battleships. It's uh, yeah, it, it appears to be a pirate naval combat game. Oh, with a kraken. There's a kraken. There's oh, a, oh, oh. Wait, wait, it's getting getting Sorry, better with with I, the um, advent of the kraken. Yeah, right. nothing, nothing close to space polygon fighting. Got it. No. You know, let me tell you why that game does not is not going to hold my interest. At least not for long. It's not that it doesn't look 
entertaining enough. It's that, as Charlie is well aware, um, you could do all of that in real time in Black Flag, and it looks far more cool than that game could possibly offer you the option to do. So, I, I don't know, just playing playing that kind of a pirate adventure was perfectly fine in that sort of, like, isometric uh, top-down or, like, side-angle perspective for ship-to-ship battles, but why the fuck would I want to play it like that when I can get in there and get my get my hands dirty doing it that way, you know what I mean? So, John, you're saying you don't want to play a pirated copy of a pirate game that you can already play with pirates. I, like, <laughs> I feel like there's a right way to answer this question. Let me think for a second. Um, yar. <laughs> so, that's uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he drinks and he drinks his ale. All right, well done. <laughs> um, so, so I'm moderately interested in Deus Ex, um, just because uh, I feel like they're they're you know they're I played the last game and I, I enjoyed it. It wasn't it wasn't like my top ten games of the year by any means, but I did enjoy it. However, the the marketing campaign that they've been doing for for the new one has been really good so far. They came out with this live action um, trailer about like a month ago, which if you guys didn't catch, you should definitely check that out. Um, but, um, uh, yeah, so but aside from that, there's nothing really else on the releases here that has me interested. Um, anything on your guys' end? Go, is there, there seem to be a couple racing games on here. Um, anything interesting you? Not really, no. I'm not an F1 guy. They're not really cars, so <laughs> I, I don't like them. <laughs> They're just four-wheeled spaceships. I feel fairly certain that the engine <clears throat> and the speed at which they travel does kind of qualify them as... as no, 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 no. No, they, I, I do sort of more think of them as high octane go karts. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I'm more of a they hit you. <laughs> yeah, but I'm more of a purist, John, when it comes to my stuff, and I like you know like your car doesn't. Well, I mean, your car doesn't have anything right now because it doesn't exist. But if you were to have a car, <laughs> uh, it would uh, it, it would not have a giant piston in the bottom of it to pick it up off the ground so you could take all four tires off with one lug nut mm-hmm. instead of a car. Mm-hmm. Um, so goat, you wow. uh, you managed to get some gaming in. What did what did you manage to play? Uh yeah, in in the infinite uh my new time I had uh <laughs> you guys are gonna laugh because I pulled a Charlie uh, uh, real well yeah and is. I played that free Ben Hur game which is a chariot racing game <laughs> uh and I played it for thirty seven minutes and acquired seven hundred twenty five gamer score <laughs> nice nice uh, it's mean, actually I'm gonna not play that it. yeah it's not that bad it's yeah. actually kind of fun it's it's on Xbox One um. And it's cool. Like it's easy going. Just a chariot racer, you beat the shit out of everybody and finish first. Okay, fair mm-hmm. enough. You know, when, even, when you... Char- even Charlie can get behind this racing game. That's how much of a, a mini mini school racing game it is. <laughs> fair enough. Okay. Uh, anything else? Uh, yeah, I started the White Knight, which is a weird black and white murder mystery game where you walk around and you find stuff and put clues together, and it's like a horror survival kind of thing. It's all right. Um. The weird thing is, though, is you're supposed to play this game between the hours of 8.30 p.m. and 11.30 p.m. on the night of a full moon to get all of the achievements. I'm sorry, what now? Yeah. That's very confusing. <laughs> so, so you're supposed to play this game between 8.30 p.m. local and 11.30 p.m. local on a, on a uh, night with a full moon really? to get all of the achievements. Uh, they're asking an awful lot, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. The universe yeah. is lucky that I see fit to put pants on in the morning. This company wants me to play mm-hmm. their game at a specific time. That's just that's just asking. And, and, and a specific moon phase. <laughs> Interesting. So, so is the game yeah. any good? I suppose that's the important question, yeah? Yeah, it's all right. I mean, it's all right. Like, it's, you know, 
let's 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 just leave it at it's uh, it's worth the five bucks I paid for it or whatever it was. I don't know. It, it was on sale, and it's it's murder mystery, black and white kind of um, like uh, Sin City like kind a, of thing, like a murder noir kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. Right on, right on. Um, so now Charlie, was that all you played, Goat? Uh, no, and then I played. Um, I just started tonight, right before the podcast. Actually, I started. Uh, um, uh, the the Devil May Cry, the definitive edition. Oh, did you? That's on sale right now. Did you pick that For, up? Yep, nine dollars and ninety cents, and uh, it's it's everything in in one bundle for ten bucks. If you didn't play it, if you do like it, what? Just buy it. You will I not be disappointed for ten it. bucks. Almost bought it, but I've played those games already in their original form, and I just don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to. I don't know. The, so you, like, don't, you don't like the game enough to play it a second time, John? It's not that I don't. It's I don't. My my brother owns it, and I own. I think I own them on PC, at least a couple of them. So I'm kind of like, like, why would I spend money on something I already own? And that my brother right. owns, and I've played it. I've had the experience. I'd rather take the money and spend it on something else if I'm going to no, spend sure. money anyways. So. Cool. Go to anything else? No, that's it. Okay, um, so on uh, on my end, um, I completely forgot to mention this last week. Just in the um, in the in the chaos of uh, of of Batman frenzy with having Nick on, but um, I actually completed um, Assassin's Creed Black Flag um, mm-hmm. last week. Um, and um, so so to, just to kind of sum up my uh, my my thoughts on on the game, um, I thought it had a very abrupt ending. Just in 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 terms of just it the does. flow of the game, like that um, that I didn't realize that that. That that the that the final battle was the final battle until the game had ended, and then it was just like, oh, that didn't really feel like a final battle to me. It just sort of felt like it, it felt like a like a like a landmark in the game, but it didn't feel like that was it. Um, uh, John, did you kind of have that have that same um, impression? Or um, yeah, I mean, the funny thing about that game is is that Assassin's Creed fans um, really like the gameplay for that game and like a lot about the way that it kind of. Um, the way that it kind of ties off the original sort of three Assassin's Creed games and then the other sort of Ezio games right. that are in there, um, it really does kind of cap that storyline. Well, Rogue actually caps that storyline, believe it or not. Um, but the people love the gameplay for the game, but mm-hmm. are kind of agreed that you could tell that Ubisoft didn't know what else to do with the out-of-the-animus narrative so they kind of kept enough of ties to the old game with characters like Sean and Rebecca, whom I fucking hate, by the way. Specifically <laughs> Rebecca. I, Sean, I buy as an obnoxious, cocky, like, educated guy. Um, but re- I hate Rebecca. She's like a tech nerd cliche in a bad way. She's not... I don't feel like she represents those people very well, you know. And so I... <laughs> other than... Other than that tie to the old games, I kind of I think that Assassin's Creed fans felt like that game nailed the pirate parts of it, but had no idea to do what to do with the modern storyline. It was very yeah, no, that's very true. safe, and it rem- has remained um, that way since then. There's not really a narrative no. outside the Animus much anymore in subsequent games. There's like kind of just oh, a, little, a little bit less and a little bit less. It, it exists in Unity, and it exists. Well, kinda. I don't know, man. You just gotta play it. They just, they, you could tell they don't know what to do with it, and they're playing it safe. That's kind of the thing. Yeah. Uh, you know. So, um, yeah. No, I, I, I could not have cared less about the, um, 
about the you know the, the the modern day part of the story of this game, which which really depressed me because the stuff that they did with Desmond, the modern day stuff, the way that they mixed it in, in the in the previous games, I loved. Yeah. I thought it I thought it was a great mix up of the gameplay, but the yeah. weird like first person stuff they did with this one and just the story was not interesting yeah. and just every just everything that they did with it. Anytime um, you were outside of the animus, it felt like busy work. It was tedious. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I mean, um, and it, it filled in story stuff, but a lot of the like little dialogue or like audio log type things when you're doing the little hacking mini games, the mm-hmm. audio logs were too long, some of them, and they were kind of boring, and I just found myself zoning out. Agreed. Um, well, according to Darcy, uh, Rogue totally counts, so now you have to play it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Rogue, Rogue, actually, it's when you when you if and when you do play Rogue, and I don't just mean you, Charlie. I mean anybody who's watching the show. If you haven't, bear in mind this: that game, the the studio. The Ubisoft studio that made that game had a year. It was like a year to put that game together with assets that already existed, um, and they managed to build an entirely different region. It's like the Pacific North, or not the Pacific. It's like the Atlantic Northeast um, kind of region of the country, and uh, much more interesting narrative than than this game. I thought it was a better game uh, than than uh, Unity, actually. So um, check that out. You know, it's it's a good game. It's worth playing. I would call it Assassin's Creed Black Flag 1.5 because it's got all the sailing and sea stuff. They just added things to it and um, changed the narrative. You know, but it's it's interesting enough to play. I recommend it if you like Assassin's Creed. If you don't like Assassin's Creed, it won't do anything to change your mind. Okay, so my nine's not changed. Um, that's not true for you. It might because it's actually a little more action oriented. There's lots of things exploding in that game. So, okay. <laughs> um. You know, and uh, John, so so the the one of the in the modern day settings or in the in the you know the the present day settings in the game, the the guy that's like helping you like hack through stuff like in in like you know who's who's speaking in the game, did he sound familiar to you at all? Yeah, it's a dude from Watch Dogs. What are you talking about from uh? You're talking about who played Watch Dogs? Who, you're talking in Black Flag? Yeah. Uh, Remember the guy that was like getting like getting you the security clearance and everything. Did he sound familiar to you? The security. Oh, the, you mean talking about the sort of like floating voice that was talking to you when you were in the first person sections? Yes. Uh no, just because I don't. Who was like I, le- I who was like leading you? Who was like leading you through stuff? I I, I could remember. swear I I'm I'm not able to verify this. I I looked him up on IMDb and everything, and and I'm just googling it. It doesn't appear that it was him, but I could have sworn that that was um, Kumail Nanjiani. Um, who, uh, if you watch Silicon Valley, he was in that. Um, he was in um, uh, Central Intelligence. Uh, he was in Portlandia. Um, and he's also the voice of Prismo in Adventure Time. And um, I, I could swear that that was his voice, but I'm not able to verify that. So I'm just wondering. I, I know who you're talking about. He was, uh, he, was in, um, he was in the podcast. He was in uh, the Hunt the Truth podcast, too. Oh, uh, was it? Uh, he was. No, he absolutely was. Yes, he was. Yes, he uh, was. He was uh, a Mushak Marathi. That's it. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. He's got a very distinct voice. Yeah, I, I swear that was him in uh, in Assassin's Creed, but I'm not able to verify that. I don't off know. Of his credits, Interesting. So, yeah, I don't Interesting. Know. Uh, I would be but uh, somebody who sounds know. a lot like him, though. Then, but yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, um, yeah. So so I don't know. I, it's like I'm glad I played it because the pirate stuff was just just spot on excellent. Yeah. Like um like I could just I could I mean I I could just look at that water like those, yeah. those water oh, yeah. effects like all day long. Like how did you gorgeous. feel about the underwater stuff? The little sort of underwater bits they had. Um, I mean, I liked it. I liked that they were varied too; that they weren't all the same. Yeah. Um, 
the I mean the the only I mean the only like like push up my glasses like nerd moment I have is just like no person <laughs> can hold their breath that long like that's just silly. But <laughs> um, um, but I mean like and nobody could get attacked by sharks that many times and then heal themselves by you oh, know sharks are scary breathing into a barrel. But I mean we're talking about a video game here so whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But uh, but no no I I, I enjoyed those. Um, Screw those legendary ships, John. I see you got the achievement for beating uh, all four of those ships. I have no idea how you did that. The only I'm pretty sure the only achievement I don't have in that game is the stupid bullshit punch in the face, fuck face, irritating thing where it's like a it's it's an like online achievement where mm-hmm. somebody has to spot the white whale on the map and mm-hmm. um you have to send out like kind of a, a thing to your any of your friends that have or are social the game. shares. Yeah, it's like a social share. Yeah, and that says, "I see the fucking white whale." And there's a handful of places where it supposedly, if you look up the the algorithms for where they placed it on the map, that it tends to be, but it's so fucking hard to find. And if somebody sees it or is playing it but doesn't send out the social call. It doesn't matter, and nobody on my fucking friends list has ever sent out the social call, and I went looking for it for like two months before I went, mm, fuck it, <laughs> I'm not doing this anymore, um, and moved on. I think I think I moved on to Grand Theft Auto Five after that. Um, okay. But, uh, which, hey, by the way, let me, let me go ahead and say something here really quick before I forget. We should play something this week. <laughs> We should play yes, yes. Grand Theft Auto Five because I installed it three weeks ago so I could play it with you guys. So yes, yes. I want to do sweet jump stunts with you guys. <laughs> but anyway, um, aside from that, um, I have um, I am uh, into the third chapter of Life is Strange, um, which, oh. uh, in case you're not familiar with it, is um, Square Enix's um, a take on uh, an episodic um, Telltale-like game series. Um, it's an interesting little game. Um, the um, I definitely appreciate that it's not just a straight Telltale ripoff. Like they do a lot of things different. Um, it's it's um, with the exception of the kind of things we talked about with the new Batman game last week. It's a lot more of a game than some of the t- uh, previous Telltale titles were, where you were basically just pressing buttons to get through the story. There's there's actually some gameplay elements like this, like hunt and seek and fetch quests mm-hmm. and things like that, basically. Um, so uh, I, I definitely enjoy that that much of it. Um, as rudimentary as they are, I appreciate that it's more uh, that it's more of a game than um, yeah. than, than yeah, yeah. similar titles have been. Um, the story has me interested. Some of the acting and dialogue is not good, um, Ooh, but really? um, yeah, I just find a lot of the exchanges between um, uh, Max and Chloe to just be like some of their dialogue is just like cringeworthy to me. But wow. um, interesting. Uh, you you played through this, John, right? I think you, I, you don't I agree. only played through the like introduction section, the first chat, like oh okay, up to the introduction where it like rolls the credits across the screen and says the name of the game, and then I, I stopped. I don't remember what I got distracted by, needed to uninstall it to make hard drive space for something else, and then just never went back to it. But it is probably the next thing I'm going to play. Okay, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's definitely worth checking out. I'm I'm not at all disappointed with the game so far, and like I say, I'm about I'm about halfway through the overall series. I, I, I was told by our, our uh, now ex-drummer Mike that it was the ending was worth playing through everything for because it really makes you make some hard choices and it really fucks with you at the end, he said. so. Okay. Okay, yeah. excellent. Um, cool. Goat, have you looked into this game at all? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back Morning. to the show, Goat. A, um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the, this week we have a guest host Goat on the show. <laughs> 
No, um, it, it like it like blipped out, and he all I heard was, "Have you looked into this game?" And I was like, what, "Did he say me?" <laughs> Which, um, if life, I was, they really into life it, is I strange. Noticed. Have you have you looked into oh, Life yeah. is Strange? Um, I played the first episode, or you know, the first yeah, the first episode when it was yeah. out, like whatever, f- super cheap or free or whatever like that, mm-hmm. and it was good. But it, um, I never went back to it because that was when Telltale was just kicking our ass with games. I think there was like three or four Telltale games out right then and there, and yeah, I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm done with QTE for right now. I will come back to you at a later date. But it was yeah, definitely um, interesting. Um, uh, you know, come that—that's actually now that I think about it, I don't think, I don't think there have been any quick time sequences in Life is Strange. They don't seem—I don't think they have that. It's just—it's—it's it's dialogue choices for sure. And that's the thing too is that it definitely seems like, um, like. I'm getting the impression that some of the choices that I'm making in Life is Strange are going to have more of an impact on the story as I go. Like, um, well, how, how do you mean though? Like, like what what is it that makes well, you feel that like? Way? Um, I, I I can't answer that question without being spoilery. Um, oh, okay, never mind. Keep it to yourself, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um. I mean, there have been some choices that, that have come up that have been relatively major. Um, and um, especially, like, when, when I get to the end and I'm looking at, um, like, what, uh, like, the decisions that, like, um, it does the telltale thing where after you finish an episode, it shows you your decisions compared to other people's decisions, and you can both look at everybody and then only your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just seeing some of the possible decisions there, I mean, there are some kind of major branches. And so um, I just mm-hmm. I just sort of get the, get the impression that... Um, that uh, some of those things are going to matter more in the long run, um, but uh, yeah, the 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 biggest one's probably uh, to go vegan or not. That one took me a while to get through. <laughs> that's I, that's not a thing. Um, <laughs> My God, <laughs> that was the the most goat portion of the show right there. That's exactly what that was. Fucking great. <laughs> I feel well, like I'm just trying to give them something a vegan into the title. So keep that in the back of your minds. Jimmy. I'm just show giving the list. I'm giving the viewers and listeners an idea that's non-spoilerful of how big these decisions are. Spoilerful is not a word. Go. <laughs> it is now. But it should be. <laughs> um, uh, Darcy, Charlie used it last week. Uh, it has Darcy, to be a word. Darcy confirms Life is Strange very much has that butterfly effect thing going on a lot like Until Dawn. So, okay. um, so yeah, good, uh, good oh, to know. Oh, nice. So there's yeah. butterflies in it later. Good. Good to know. Very nice. Very nice. Good, good God. Good. Um, <laughs> what? No, what no, is butterfly it's, effect? It's, it's, is that 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 movie, that Ashton Kutcher movie? It's the it's the the the, the, the science. It's the chaos theory premise behind what yes. that movie is about. Yes. Yes. Oh, I thought it was just a movie. No, it's it's a theory that basically says like I think I think the phrase that it's coined from is like when a, a butterfly can flap its wings on one side of the world and, and end up causing a tropical storm on the other side of the world or basically something like that. Like the oh, small the, 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 the smallest action can end up having the largest consequences, you know, just in in, the, in terms of how everything goes. Like going vegan. <laughs> I, I'm, oh. I'm sensing a, a continuing thread throughout the course of this show here. I, Go, I, this is your fault. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm all right with that. Let me back you up on that, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maybe yes, that's I'm, why I don't drink and my co-hosts do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Here to, the, So what Goat is saying, uh, viewers and listeners, is that we drink because Goat, uh, Goat is on the show with us and he makes us drink. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. <laughs> Did you guys drink last week? Yeah. 
No, no, you didn't. No, we didn't. We, no, oh because I wasn't here. It all makes sense now. Why Why did we not figure this out sooner, Charlie? And Jesus I Christ. keep telling you guys I don't want to be your sponsor. Now it makes sense. <laughs> mm. um, all right, but... Um, <laughs> I know, I know. That's... Um, Moving that, along. That is... Um, oh, uh, I played one other thing. I, I, um, I went in... And I, I got my 45 minutes of time in the uh, We Happy Few um, alpha beta ah. thing. Um, oh. It is weird. I mean, it is super... <laughs> Did super, you see the dude? Like good thing, though. No, no, no. I, I don't mean just the game. I, I don't mean, like, the environment and, like, what like like the world that the game's in. I mean the actual mm. gameplay. It's just not at all what I expected. I mean, like, it yeah. is... I don't, I don't dislike it. It's just so far, so far and away from what I was expecting it to be. Um, That's good. Now, uh, well, I mean, maybe um, the <laughs> it's so so so. I think John, you mentioned this before. I don't remember if it was on or off air, but um, they 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 give you a warning at the start of it, and they, and they say this is an alpha build. It's a preview build, and it's missing uh, several key things from what the final game will include. None, the least of which is the story, and mm -hmm. um, and uh, a lot of the procedural world creation elements. Um, the uh, you know kind of the interesting thing that this game is doing is um, it's going to have it, apparently it's going to have a story of like three main characters if I remember correctly but the world that you're in is going to be randomly generated um, yeah. which is which is not I, I don't recall seeing that that before normally when you see procedurally generated world games they're just like it's like Spelunky where you're just, you just yeah. you just get through yeah, the level. yeah 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 it's like um, little little odd things yeah yeah so um, um, so, so that that being said, it's a lot. I, from the way that the demo showed at E3, especially, I expected it to be a, to to play and just be a lot like uh, like Bioshock? Bioshock, like a narrative, just a straight narrative. With yeah, a, yes, um, a contained world. Yeah, um, it plays actually a lot more like Fallout. Um, in as much as like it's like I, an RP, it's 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 like a it's like a kind of an openish world, you know, contained because it's an alpha at least in like the section of the city. But um, I mean, you can kind of uh, I get the sense that it's going to open up and do more. But then there's like quests and things that you discover as you're walking around, and like um, I didn't I didn't even realize I was doing it until I did it. But um, the um, I mean like you can kind of like walk into people's houses and like say like talk to them kind of, um, and but then like. I, I like went over and I was just like I was picking up inventory like stuff like on the outside and stuff that um, like a lot of the stuff you have to use you have to you have to craft and so like even even to get out of the very first room you have to find materials to craft a lockpick to break a safe open to um to, to get a bar that basically get the unjams of the door to get you out of this room so um mm -hmm. And there are meters that come up for you're hungry, you're thirsty, you're tired, you're infected, and like it, it, it's very Sims-like in that aspect, where like you have to keep yourself, you have to drink, and you have to eat, and you have to sleep, and you have to do all these things because you you have all these individual meters at the top of your screen that you have to keep track of. Like it's a very weird mixture of different games. It sounds like that game I've been talking about the last few weeks, The Long Dark. Like you oh have all, yeah, all of those I, meters. Maybe yeah. Um, um, but the um. So so yeah, I, I'm very I'm kind of fascinated by it. Um, mm -hmm. I just I need to know more about because you, you know how I am. Like I play games for the story, and if it doesn't have like story, if it doesn't if it's not a game that I can beat, I'm not super interested in it. I need to make sure and find out that it is that, and that it, it's a game that I you know that I will be able to finish. Just because if it's not that kind of a thing, I just it's not something I want to get my time invested in because I have too much shit to do and mm -hmm. too many games to play. I don't have time to get into something that's 
I'm playing just for the fun of it, frankly. Sure. Um, so I need to know more about it, but I'm definitely interested off of based off of this alpha. Mm-hmm. Definitely check it out. If you have an Xbox One, search for it. You can download. Okay. It unfortunately is limited to 45 minutes, but um, um, uh, it, I mean, definitely check it out. It, it's, it's absolutely This is it. a concept that, that I'm really fascinated by and I, I feel compelled to talk about. And maybe maybe this is something we can turn into a feature and or a mailbag question for for viewers and listeners because for me there, there's a story we're going to talk about in in news this week that alludes to the fact that 2016 in particular but maybe the last two years or so of video gaming has been really misleading um, that it maybe is presented in such a way as to excite or titillate you. But the, the the end product. Now I'm not talking about graphically. We already did that, uh, you know, a couple months ago, where we talked about how sometimes, you know, uh, Ubisoft likes to skew their E3 presentations, the old smoke and mirrors trick. But that a lot of times games are being shown a certain way to make you maybe feel like there's going to be a narrative or that it, there's going to be a certain something, and it just isn't there. Um, so I, I don't know. Maybe we can revisit that toward the end of the show when we start talking about mailbag and uh, you know features and everything coming up. But, sure, uh, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Um, and then uh, John, I believe that leaves you as far as what we played. Yes. Uh, what we played. Uh, I I didn't do a shitload of playing this week. Outside of like week to week, I'm playing a lot of stuff, but it's stuff that I talk about all the time on the show. So I don't really feel like I need to give you updates on that unless something really pertinent happens. Um, I, I play Killer Instinct almost every day because my son has fallen in love with it, and he yeah, demands that. that we play it. And that's totally that has nothing to do with me. Like every parent hopes that their kid <laughs> has this thing that they love, that their kid loves. And I show him stuff all the time that I'm like, I really hope he likes this. And then he looks at me like, No, turn oh, turn it off, old man. Um, but Killer Instinct is like legitimately the one thing that this kid that I love that this kid just is in love with. He loves the music. He wants to listen to the soundtrack all the time. He demands that Megan puts it on when I'm not home. Um, he he loves the game. He has certain characters he likes to pick, and he can't say Killer Instinct. He can't even say Instinct. So he uses the syllables from it, and and instead of saying Instinct, he goes. Instinct. It's two syllables. That's what he calls the game. He calls it. He points at the TV and goes. And I know what he's talking about. Um, so I play that all the time. Um, but I don't really want to talk much about that, um, just because you guys have heard everything there kind of is to hear about that game for now. Um, I finished. I talked about last week uh, finishing um, the PlayStation Four and um, PC game Oxen Free which um, we had talked about in releases and kind of made fun of. We're like, what the fuck is an oxen free? And uh, then I ended up you know, buying it sometime later. And it sat there for a long time before I installed it and played it. It was outstanding. Actually, it was so much fun on a narrative level, and so I wasn't expecting anything. I had so much fun with it that I was really sad that it was over and have been kind of in a funk, a gaming funk, for the last like two or three days because I want to keep playing it, and it's over. Really? Yeah, and it's not some amazing... I'm probably hyping it up really big. Here's what I'm going to say. Don't look it up. Don't read anything about it. Don't look into the narrative of it. Just oh, shit. Go... All right. <laughs> Just... Why, did you already do that? Oh, I was... Yeah, I didn't even... No live Googling, Charlie. Get the fuck out of it. Here's what I'll say. Um, okay. 
it plays very much like a Telltale game in the sense that it has oh. a narrative that isn't um, that Typical? it's it, you. Well, you, there's multiple endings to the game, and depending okay. on which decisions, conversation paths you choose with people affects the ending. And there are some really odd things that you you're making decisions in the moment. You don't realize you're making decisions until later in a kind of a slightly clever way, and you're like, oh, fuck, I had no idea that was me influencing me now, me later, kind of a thing. Um, it's a really smart, fun, original idea, and for being an independent game was really, really um, ambitious in its scope for being so small. It takes about four and a half, four, four and a half hours to finish. It's not a huge time investment, but I loved all of the characters. By the end of the game, they felt like... It's like when you watch a Kevin Smith movie, you feel like you were watching buddies talk for an hour and a half. It's kind of like that. By the end, you feel like you know these people, at least have an idea of who they are. And uh, the dialogue was very natural. And um, some of the music, some of the soundtrack was really good, too. Um, so I recommend playing Oxenfree. Um, Charlie, you have a PS4. I recommend buying it. It's 20 bucks. I go. don't think it's $20 worth of game, though. I think it's like 15 or less, personally. So if I, if I, I see it go on sale, then absolutely. For sure, for sure. Because I got it for, I think, 8 bucks when I bought it. I got it on a Steam sale, and I got lucky. Um, I almost want to say just fucking buy it for the twenty bucks because it's it's a great game, and I enjoyed it. But it's not it's just it's not long enough to to warrant twenty dollars. It's also not for people who hate Telltale games because they're like they're not video games; they're interactive books or stories or little short films. You're not gonna like this anymore. It's the same kind of thing. It's an adventure game. You kind of go and you see what happens, and it's to help push the narrative forward. So that's all I can say about Oxenfree. Um, Okay. I've been playing a lot more of The Long Dark. My guy has now been alive for 21 days in the wild. Um, I found a farmhouse. I've been living in the farmhouse and then venturing out and then finding materials and bringing it back to the farmhouse and storing it. That game is intriguing as shit. Uh, and, and I want So you're squatting? It. No, everybody's kind of dead. Uh, uh, some sort of big but electromagnetic... Um, but you didn't purchase happened. the home, and you're not paying rent. That's still squatting. I don't care if everybody else is dead. <laughs> Everybody's dead, goat. <laughs> uh -huh. It's an intriguing game if you <laughs> like survival type game. I mean, really, you have to you have to feed yourself, as Charlie was talking about. You have to feed yourself. You have to drink water. If you run out of water, you start like dehydrating, or you can starve to death, or you can, you know, I mean, it's kind of gradual and slow. They give you an opportunity to fix it, but you have to go out and. If, if you have nothing to start a fire, you have to go pick up sticks and cut branches down and then start a fire, and you have to melt snow and then boil the snow to make it potable so you can drink it, because you can drink the non-potable water, but it makes you sick, and you can die if you don't have antibiotics or something to treat your illness. Like, it's a really kind of cool game. It's a balanced game. This sounds awful. Well, no, it's awesome because <laughs> let, let's say... Let's say here's, here's where I stopped with the game, because um, I know we're running like super long for this segment of the, the show, but... I went out on a perfectly sunny day. You have to kind of wait for big storms to pass, snowstorms, um, because it's freezing outside during the game. You're in the Canadian wilderness. Um, I waited until the weather was good. I went out to go forage some probably mile and a half from my farmhouse. I'll call it my house. Went, checked out areas I thought might have something. Collected firewood, because I needed firewood. Um, to cook and to stay warm. Um, went and collected... Went. I found a rifle, so I was killing animals and skinning them and taking their guts and hide and shit, because you need that. Um, got caught in a really sudden snowstorm, which wasn't so bad, but I was freezing to death, 
So I started a fire instead of just walking home while I was freezing to warm up. Big mistake because when I warmed up, the time I took to warm up made the snowstorm worse. And I got stuck in a whiteout blizzard that was so bad, even though I had a general idea of my sense of direction, I got turned around in the snowstorm, and I am on the verge of freezing to death where I had to stop and save. Um, I don't think the guy's going to make it out, but there was nothing to indicate to me that I was gonna that was going to happen because I went out and just to look for some food and some supplies. The game is really unforgiving if you fuck up. You have to be really careful. Um, so I know you think it sounds awful, Charlie, but it's actually really challenging, and... It, it awakens something in you where you, like, if you have a survival instinct, you feel compelled to, like, I think I might do a, a, a weekly segment for a while on the show, like, how many days has this poor bastard survived in the wilderness? I'm going to try and get it up there, because there's an achievement for surviving for 200 days. Um, and, and maybe I'll see if I can get to that mark. We'll see. No. Um, no, oh, yes. I'm not, no, I'm not going to play that game. <laughs> it makes Charlie very um, uncomfortable. It will make you very thirsty somehow, believe it or not. It's just too the... close to home. <laughs> um, but Charlie, yeah. you have that majestic beard to keep you warm out in the snowstorm. You know, it, it does a lot less than you might think on that, actually. I think it actually traps See. the snow in and actually makes yeah. the situation worse. But <laughs> I, I, I love Charlie to death, but he is born and raised suburban. If it was between like, <laughs> you and Charlie and like surviving in the wilderness, my money would be on John just because he's left the pavement. <laughs> I was uh, I was raised in the south where they teach you to chew on fucking tree bark if you run out of food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, though... Char Charlie uh, cries about not having Wi-Fi within 50 yards of the hotel. <laughs> um, I don't cry. I just complain... Bring loudly. your own. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't cry. I just... I just don't know what to do. I shut down. Um, <laughs> Go outside. <laughs> I um I also played some some of these summer games in Overwatch, which are synonymous with the Olympics. Not really much to say there. There's a glitch where people can bring in characters they're not supposed to have in the Lucio Ball nice. mode or Lucio Ball mode, and cheated and pissed me off beyond belief. So I stopped playing. I played some Battlefield 4 online, and uh, that's that's it. I, I played more, but I'm not going to talk about it because we're already running super long on this segment. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, so, now that you know what we did in video games this week, let's take a look at what the industry did. Uh, not a huge amount of news this week. I'm going to try and keep it brief since we ran long in the uh, what we played section this week. But starting at number five, Elder Scrolls Six won't be excuse me, Elder Scrolls Six won't be revealed in years in advance. So um, Bethesda seems to have adopted this this model where just like they did with with Fallout Four, they talked about it like uh, just like four months before release. You know, um, they're kind of waiting until the next Elder Scrolls game is just on the verge of being finished, and they can kind of tie off loose ends, and uh, you know, then they're going to announce and you know put out whatever it is that they're working on. So, um, Bethesda's Pete Hines told PC Gamer that uh, you're not going to be hearing first details on Elder Scrolls Six years before the game comes out. Absolutely not. Um, Todd Howard is kind of the guy that has been producing uh, the Elder Scrolls and Fallout games for. He's, you know, now the last, like, almost 15 years. 
and um, has has made quite a pedigree at that studio handling th- the games the way that he does. Um, seems to be a strategy that a lot of game studios are not taking. You know, everyone's developing things, kind of half-cooking them and then throwing them out into the wild, half-finished. Bethesda is taking a different approach. Do you guys think that this is a smart move for game developers to just, like, not talk about the game until it's just a couple months before release, and then that way they can, if they have to push it back, it doesn't seem like they've been pushing it back for years or an eternity, or do you think not talking about it kind of hurts the the lead-up to the release? No. No? I think not talking about it's great because... Then, like, we've seen this a thousand times where, like, people talk about this game five years ago, right? You forget about it, whatever. If 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 you bring it or bring it out now, like, hey, this thing's going to be out in five months. It's not going to fall off anybody's radar in five months. It's going to be still fresh. They're still going to want it. It's going to increase sales because nobody's going to have time to forget about it. It sort of depends on the game and the publisher, right? I mean, like, if it's somebody like Bethesda or Blizzard or, you know, something like Pokemon, for example, I mean, like... you well, sure not... bet. It's yeah. It, it's not something that you really kind of need to put that much marketing behind because you're gonna sell all the copies anyways, mm-hmm. um, or you're gonna or you know it's or you know you're gonna get all the players and like make all the monies and do all that anyways. Mm-hmm. I mean like so it, it just sort of depends. I mean like if you're like a newish developer or if you're like um you know like uh, you no know, man's like, guy you know not somebody that has quite well <laughs> um, I mean if you're if you're somebody that doesn't quite have the reputation of just constantly hitting home runs with with your titles then you know then you know just from a strategy standpoint it makes more sense to put more effort and marketing behind the game but um, but if you're going to do that you need to make sure that you you know a year like years or a year in advance I think is too much I think like like the six month window is um, is uh, uh, pr- probably about the right time frame for the average developer to kind of start hyping up their game as long as they're sure as as sure as they can be anyways that that you know that they've got that that it really is going to be in about six months because if you start hyping it up six months away and talk about it like it's six months away and then it gets pushed back another six months well then that'll might end up doing more harm than good so yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 there's a lot of factors involved there but you know I think then you're just Duke Nukem forever yes exactly Um, I I agree with you guys. I think that this is a good strategy. And even though, you know, massive open-world games like, you know, Elder Scrolls and uh, Fallout do have a tendency to be kind of humorously buggy anyways, usually, usually not in ways that ruin or break the game. So I I think this is a good strategy for them. I wish more companies would do this. Don't hype up your game. Don't put out weird, like, you know... uh, uh, don't try to start like social media campaigns oh. around the game. Fucking wait, build wait. the game and then you know. John, are you saying don't do what Square Enix does with all their titles? Yes, which by the way, it, <laughs> it almost made the cut for news this week. But Final Fantasy 15 has been pushed back until to November. It was supposed to come out at the end of this month or next month, I think. Oh, uh, nice. It's been pushed back to November, nice. a couple more months. So people are pissed about it. But look, mm-hmm. it's been you know a decade. You can wait for two more months. It's not going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, so, um, you know, otherwise, for Elder Scrolls Six, there's not really anything that anybody knows about it other than that it is in development. They've kind of confirmed that. Bethesda's just kind of confirmed that. And besides, anybody with a fucking working brain in the gaming industry knows that Elder Scrolls is yeah. one of the... Fallout comes industry. out. Yeah. Elder yeah. Scrolls goes in. Elder Scrolls comes That's out. Right. Fallout That's goes right. back into the oven. <laughs> yeah, just, just as a reminder for anybody who may want to actually uh, do a little bit of Elder Scrolls playing to wet their whistle between now and when that does 
actually officially get announced or shown for anything. This that Skyrim, Skyrim remaster we talked about during E3 is going to be out this October, so we're just weeks away from the release of that, and I'm, I'm yeah. curious to see what people think about that. And Elder Scrolls Online, if you want. That's true, which is now free to play. Yourself. If you buy the yeah. core game now, you can just play the game. I've actually thought about buying that so I could play it. I think I'm going to. You know, if you get it, I might be tempted to go. I just mm-hmm. don't want to play it by myself. Yeah, nobody wants to play with themselves. I mean, by themselves. I kind of said, you know, mm, 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 mm. <laughs> no, moving on. Uh, <laughs> to number four for the week. Um, so everybody knows that, uh, anybody who doesn't live under a rock knows that the Olympics are happening in uh, Rio right now in Brazil. Um, oh, that explains all the crap I've seen on social media about it. That's correct. Um, one of the uh, Olympic athletes participating in the uh, the games this year um, was very subtly. Um, oh, hold on a second. We've got a uh, we've got a comment. I want to go ahead and and, and push forward. Um, a gentleman by the name of Rakshit Ranjan Singh is asking, Jonathan, sir, what can you comment on your blue shirt? I think that's a fascinating question because you can't really see what I'm wearing. It's just a blue shirt, but I'm gonna, I did wear this for a specific reason. I'm going to stand up so you guys can see. It's a Star Wars shirt. Ah, nice. <laughs> yeah. I'm wearing this shirt in honor of Kenny Baker, who is R2-D2, who's been the, the, the gentleman that's inside uh-huh. the can uh, for the entirety of all of the Star Wars movies that include R2-D2, and uh, he passed away just a couple of days ago. Uh, I was going to talk about that at the end of the news section, but let's go ahead and just fucking get it out now. Let's get the sadness out of the way now. Um, I'm wearing this shirt in honor of Kenny Baker. So, uh, uh, well played, um, sir. Yeah, Rakshit, uh, that, that's what I'm wearing. It's a blue shirt, uh, a Star Wars shirt in honor of um, you know Kenny Baker. Uh, rest his soul, man. Star Wars won't be the same. We're living in an age now where, sadly, we're starting to lose Star Wars cast members in real life. It makes me sad. Um, but to get back to the original story here, um, 19-year-old Olympian, uh, bear with me, I'll say this woman's wrong, named crazy wrong because she's Russian and it's long and terrifying. In Russian. Um, Vit- Vitliana Batsarekashina. Mm. Oh, no. Nope. Batsarekashina. Batsarekashina. There you go. There, there you, you go. go. Is a big-time Witcher fan. She's wearing Witcher apparel at the Olympics. Nice. Um, so... Essentially, the way that it's broken down here, um, CD Projekt Red even got involved and was just like, oh my god, thank you so much for uh, for helping us out. They congratulated her on winning her silver medal and thanked her for representing The Witcher on their Twitter account. Um, and it, it included um, you know, a photograph of her competing. So what she, what she was wearing was... Um, in regards to what she competed in, she was uh, she won a silver medal in uh, 10 meter pistol shooting. And when they do the, the the pistol shooting, a lot of them, since they're aiming down the sight, will cover one eye, and then the other eye will have sort of a focus piece on it, so you can see and aim down the sight of the gun. I'm gonna screen share here really quick, so you can see what it was that she was wearing. This is so fucking like cyberpunk badass. Um, the her left eye is being covered, um, you know, by the 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 sort of like familiar sigil that you see, uh, you know, for the Witcher Order there, uh, the wolf that's on it, and uh, you know the the idea is to blind out her left eye and then the her peripheral vision on the sides, which is why there are pieces on the side there, and then you know it's a focus piece on the right eye so she can look down the sight without any distractions or you know, bothers while aiming that pistol. By the way, um, there's a different angle on that pistol that I would like to show you. I'm not going to, but it's badass. That thing looks like some some crazy shit. <laughs> um, but how cool is that, man? Olympic athlete uh, representing, uh, you know, Witcher and video gaming at the Olympics. 
uh, what a time to be alive. Um, any any thoughts on that, guys? Yeah, whatever. Uh, video games are becoming prevalent. You know, it co- combine that with that. The um, have you guys seen? Like, have you guys been watching much of the Olympics? Um, there, there is a little, there is a lot of like alternative like like colored hair in this year's Olympics, and like not just like not necessarily even just like there's a there, there's a there's a track runner from Jamaica I think that has her hair like like yellow fading into green, which is like you know her country's colors basically. But I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've got the country right on that, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, so there's there's that. But I mean, like, I don't know if you saw that post, uh, that picture I posted the other day. But there's that um, there's that one girl that's on the fencing team that just has like neon purple, like awesome, really bright purple hair, which I think is just cool. So, you know, just seeing a lot of alternatives, generally considered to be alternative stuff like fashion, like that, and like video games, like this, getting into more mainstream culture, I think it is really cool. Yeah. Um, but getting back to the news, uh, moving forward, uh, going on to uh, number three for the week. Um, anybody who listens to uh, Spotify knows that if you're careful, you can kind of pick around and find video game-related soundtracks or video game scores for just various things, uh, usually related to uh, very specific composers or artists that are putting it together. But there's not a lot of, like, if you're on Spotify, you know that there's a lot of uh, playlists and channels and things like that that uh, you can find for specific genres of music, but not really anything dedicated to video game. Well, that's going to change after this week. Uh, Spotify has launched a video game category on uh, on their service there. So um, just to give you an idea, anybody who listens to Spotify kind of knows what their imagery looks like. This is what the um, the channel is called. It's called Gaming Anthems, and um, you can actually find it at uh, spotify.com forward slash gaming if you want to check out and peruse what it is they have in there uh, to enjoy. Um, and uh, they, they uh, kind of released a little bit of a statement about saying, so whether you're jumping down tubes as an Italian plumber, battling hordes of evil enemies, or playing Barcelona at the Camp Now, um, we covered you with the perfect soundtrack. Uh, Spotify's new gaming category is going to show up in the browse section on all platforms. That's iOS, Android, PC, and PlayStation starting um, now. It's ready to go, so you can jump in there and take care of whatever you need to. Um, PlayStation 4 users, keep in mind, too, that uh, you can use Spotify to support background music so you can play um, you know, and listen to music. So it's perfect. You know, you can pick your, your favorite video game music to, to jam to while you're playing on PlayStation 4. Get on it, Microsoft! Come on. Thank you. Yes, that is that is that is by far my biggest complaint with the Xbox One. Yeah. Is they don't have Spotify support yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's the only thing that bothers me about it, really. Yeah, I'm just going through the Spotify uh, thing because I I am live Spotifying uh, live Spotify. Well, no, no. You and the listeners <laughs> might not know, but my co-hosts know. Um, I have a sickness that's called Spotify. I live on this damn thing. Uh, it's true. Um, so far, I found Ori and the Blind Forest original uh, nice. soundtrack Ooh. for Charlie. Nice. Journey's original <laughs> soundtrack. Um, let's see what else is on here that was really good. Um, no Man's Sky original soundtrack's already on here. Fallout, Fallout 4. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot to Rocket League's on here. So yeah, nice. Definitely, wow. if you're if you're looking for a game so far, I'm I'm seeing it on here. So excellent. Which Very three? Good. Ooh, Bastion's even on here. So Dust. Ba- yeah. Bastion was on there by default, anyways. But mm. yeah. Like if if any of you guys have feedback, if there's something specific that you ever found on there now that it's launched, 
that you recommend or want to let us know about, hit us up in comments in future episodes and let us know what you're listening to. Oh yeah, there's everything's on here, man. Watchdogs. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, we yeah. did like like back in the um the in the the Viking Jesus era of the show, we did an episode on video game soundtracks that um, you guys could go back and pull up where we mm-hmm. had some some of our suggestions and favorite ones on there. But it's been long enough. I've, and John, you sure. you haven't expressed your opinions on the matter, so uh, it's definitely potentially worth revisiting. Yeah, maybe so, maybe so, because I'm a big purveyor of uh video game soundtracks. <laughs> Scores, I always have been. Yes, go. Um, Trials of the Blood Dragon soundtracks on here. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that makes what about what about just normal Blood Dragon? Is that one on there too? Uh, I haven't come across it yet, but yeah. Okay. Fez is on here. I mean, anything your little heart desires, I'm seeing. So good, good. Jo- Limbo, Limbo's on here. Hell yeah. Nice. So just, just your go Spotify. Go. Of Trials of the Blood Dragon makes me want to install it. Right you should play that. The show alive yeah. just you should in. play that. I've already finished it. I just want to finish it again. Oh. Um, anyways, I must have missed that. Moving on to uh, number two for the week. Uh, good news for anybody who are fans of the, uh, the IPs in holding for THQ. Um, Swedish publisher Nordic Games has rebranded itself as THQ Nordic. So THQ is making sort of a comeback. Um, marks a revival of THQ brand after the publisher ceased operations back in 2013. I, I think that we we kind of talked about um, you know where some of this might go. The, the IPs were kind of floating in limbo and who might pick them up and everything like that. Uh, Nordic Games picked up the THQ trademark at auction alongside the rights to numerous THQ franchises. Uh, THQ Nordic will make its full use of franchises like Darksiders, which is what I want to hear because I like Darksiders quite a bit. Um, they did say, and, and I would like to, I'd like to point out that I very much appreciate that uh, THQ Nordic did actually use the word whilst, or whilst, W-H-I-L-S-T. <laughs> whilst we take great pride in our Swedish roots and, accompany, uh, and accomplished a great deal under the Nordic Games masthead, we decided it was time to incorporate the THQ name. Uh, which they mentioned in their press release. Those key brands will continue to shape our business in a meaningful way going forward. And THQ Nordic represents a core approach of doing much more than, quote, owning a highly competitive portfolio of IPs. We cherish them and align them with the very best development resources to expand upon them with the level of experience that com- uh, communities and estab- established band just like verbal diarrhea at the end, and established fan bases expect and deserve. Um... THQ Nordic says that it has 23 game projects in development, 13 of which have not been announced. Most of these projects are related to those uh, IPs acquired through the original THQ label. Wow. How do you guys feel about this? Um, good to see that it's not all canceled. Yeah, yeah. Any, anything <laughs> from, from IP's lineup aside from Darksiders that you guys recall or appreciated from back in the day? Oh, I have to jog my memory a bit on, on their roster. Um, yeah, I don't... Really, I never even got into Darksiders, so I don't think I've really ever enjoyed their stuff. They I, they might have done something weird though <laughs> that I never I never knew it was them. Um, just to give you guys an idea of of games in the last few years that they did that Alan Wake, is that right? THQ published. Um, I don't recall if they did Alan Wake or not. It's Darksiders, Darksiders Two, Saints Row the Third, Homefront, Company of Heroes, Warhammer Forty, Forty uh, K, Dawn of Justice. Or no, Dawn of Justice, that's fucking... <laughs> that's Batman v Superman. Dawn of War, sorry. Metro 2033, Saints Row 2, Red Faction, Armageddon, Warhammer 40, 40K, another Warhammer game. Uh, Red Faction, Gorilla, WWE tw- uh, 2013, All-Stars, 12, SmackDown, Drawn to Life. I mean, they have a kind of an extensive portfolio of stuff. Oh, okay, you're talking THQ know. stuff. I thought you were talking about 
Yeah. Somebody else. Oh, the Dark Souls people. But, oh, let's see. Well, I no, no we're, I mean, we're, speci- we're specifically talking about Nordic games turned to THQ Nordic, correct? That's correct. I'm just talking okay. about games. Is there anything from the THQ lineup yeah. in oh, years yeah. past that you would like to see come back? Oh, no. No. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at a list of Nordic games releases. Oh, okay. And and they are they are responsible for um, uh, among other things um, Panzer Elite uh, Painkiller uh, Darksiders of course he said that Red Faction uh, Frontlines Fuel of War um, Stuntman Destroy All Humans um, De Blob they did that game I actually really like that game mm-hmm. um, uh, Alan Wake um, both Alan Wake games um, oh, oh God I fucking loved Alan Wake it was great. Yeah. Uh, except for the ending. The ending was terrible, but I like the game. Um, yeah, I'll agree with you there. Um, but yeah. Um, so uh, so so yeah. I mean, like yeah. I it, you know it's you know it, it seems like it really a mu- this. Oops, sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> uh, it, 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 I was just gonna say it's, it seems like it's, it seems like rarely a month goes by where we don't talk about some studio shuttering or somebody getting bought up or. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, or you know, somebody, you know, some great legend at this point passing away or something like that. So, j- j- just the fact that you know, a good catalog of games and a good roster of games is being preserved and continued, I think is, I think is reason to celebrate. So, well, cheers, THQ Nordic. <laughs> there's, there's. We are at the end of an era. That's that's another thing I want to talk about at some point coming up on the show. Is there's been a, a tectonic shift in the last. Uh, Two years in gaming, um, things are starting to change. The playing field's starting to change quite a bit, and we'll talk about that uh, coming up in our number one story here. Um, number one story for the news week is that uh, I don't know if you guys have been following any of this, but it seems at least for the the short term game, long time long term maybe different. No Man's Sky, while while um, is destined to sell a disgusting amount of copies, has been um, a critical failure. In its first week of release, have you guys heard anything about this? Yeah, well, I've been tr- I've been trying not to pay attention just because um, I'm cr- as as I've talked about in the past, I am not interested in this game, and I want to remain not interested in this game. So, really, <laughs> but, but, do you but, do you want to not remain interested in this game because of the lack of a narrative? Because I've been told that there is one, even if even if it's uh, more of a, a framework narrative than a direct narrative, or do you um, not want to be involved because you're afraid to get sucked into it. Maggie has been jumping on my lap multiple times, so she just really wanted to be on the show today. So everybody said hi to Maggie. <laughs> Maggie, how um, you go? Yeah, um, you know she um or she um <laughs> it's 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 turned into I mean, you know if you remember my argument before was was essentially that I don't know enough about the game and it just seems like something that that um, you know I needed to know more about before I could be interested mm-hmm. in it. Now it's turned into the main thing I know about this game is to really enjoy it, I need to put hundreds and hundreds of hours into it, which is sort of my same problem as why I don't play MMOs and these other things. So um, I'm, I'm sure I would love it. I'm also sure it would, it would, it would eat my life away. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, going to, um, I'm going to stick to my measly you know, 40 to 80 hour games. Thank you. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Okay. So um, we should just not tell Charlie that they put the new Star Wars pack out with it and you can actually play as captains? not true. That's just not true. Uh, but yeah. now he's typing it in to see what's going on. No, I, I, I'm not under that big of a rock, thank you. He's not okay, a rube. Right. You know it's Babylon 5, all right. That's true. Oh, well played, God. sir. That's You want to talk about a license that nobody talks about anymore. Babylon 5 is one of the lost sci-fi yeah. games in the world. And we'll, that's the damn truth. That and, yeah, that and season else. 2 of Firefly. 
Yeah, oh. <laughs> I'll come over there and kick your ass, Ghost. Uh-huh. And by kick your ass, I'm going to give you a hug and tell you that I appreciate your friendship. <laughs> Um, so, to give you guys an idea of kind of the, the brief saga of the rundown of what's been going on with No Man's Sky, a lot of people are complaining about the fact that it is... Uh, I've seen in uh, numerous reviews and uh, message boards in the last week, a mile wide, an inch deep. So a lot of people are saying that it's it's very much a, much a lather, rinse, repeat kind of an affair. You collect, um, you collect resources to power up your ship and your environmental suit so that you can make your way to... Uh, the next planet to do the same. You have to interact with the very few aliens, the procedurally generated aliens that you find um, on these planets that will kind of send you on quests to get things for them so they can give you what you need to go to the next place. You have to learn their language. You don't necessarily always speak what they speak, obviously, which makes perfect sense. Um, but I've heard that that's, that's kind of it outside of the overarching story. The problem is, is a lot of people, they were not good about sending out review copies for this game, and a lot of people were reviewing it, they wanted to like, get their review out real fast, so they were reviewing it without review copies in two days. Um, you know, 12, 14, 16 hours of gameplay, and then putting up this review, and Sean Murray is saying, you guys, we built this game for you to not play it like this, and you're reviewing it based on the first 10 hours of the game, and there's a lot more beyond that. Just please keep playing it before you review it, or at least review, re- Go go back and review your reviews when you see more because you're wrong about this. And uh, a lot of people have been very pleased to report that there's it's like about every ten hours the game changes, and it's to keep you kind of engaged in in the overall flow of the game. They keep adding layers and mechanics, and so it was designed to get like once you hit a point where you feel like you're grinding and it gets boring, you're supposed to change. Uh, it's supposed to change a bit and keep you kind of going up the ladder, as it were, to find your way to the center of the galaxy. The problem is, is there's a lot of bugs in the game. Uh, the, the PC version of it in particular is getting a lot of complaints a lot more, but the PC community is a lot more opinionated than the console um, you know, community. Um, the general consensus is that the developers don't care about the PC community, um, and, and people are saying they're, they're not going to support the game, and they're already fucking done with it. Um, there it's was a, a big day one patch. Claim. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, there was a big day one patch that changed a bunch of mechanics, and there are some breakdowns you can find online that show what changed from what it was on the actual disc versus the day one patch that's required, and that they were much better things. I've heard complaints about control issues that the ship does really strange things. You can't you can't crash into the planets when you're on the planets. Once you hit a certain level where you're flying, you can't point the nose of the ship down, and it's a deterrent to keep you from crashing into the floor. Um, so there are some really odd things that are in there, and then if you're going through like warp speed or whatever the, the terminology for the game is, you can't drop out. Like when you drop out, the control is kind of erratic, and it's it's kind of hard to control. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you guys... I have not played it. Uh, I can't yet, so um, when I do, I'll talk about it. But I, I'm actually going to wait. I, I'm not going to do anything with this until they have some time to get in there and, and play with it because I want to like this game a lot. And um, I feel like if I just give it a little bit of time, it'll probably be a more solid experience. Not to mention, you know, Sean Murray did say that, uh, you know, an obscene amount of people are, are trying to play this game together at the same time, so please be patient with us. We're a team of 12 people, you know, trying to trying to deal with this huge release. So, you know, it's stress in our servers. The, the, you know, the, the most confusing thing that, I, that, I've, that I've seen is, you know, uh, people are very 
it, it seems like a, collectively people just decided that when if two people were to end up on the same planet, they would be able to see each other. Like without any real evidence for for believing that, everybody just seemed to just decide that that was the case. And then when they found out that it wasn't the case, people are very upset, and I don't really understand why. Because it's a precedent we've become. Mm. Multi. If two people are playing the same game, that means there's automatically multiplayer, and you have to see each other. You know, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm going to steal a quote from a friend of mine that's in the Players Club. I, th- I believe he was referring to a different game. It may have been this game. I don't actually remember right now. But I'm going to steal his quote. I'm going to say it here. Um, I remember back in the day when there were single-player games. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, uh, I mean, like. I understand that you know that we're sort of in a world where where multiplayer, where MMOs have, have sort of become like a precedent, or at least developers wanting to include MMO-like features in their big games like this. But that, that's more where it is now. MMOs are yeah. actually in a big decline right now. Yeah, so it's like I don't know. I just I mean, like I, I understand some people kind of like being confused, or maybe even a little like I don't know. I don't know what the word is. Um, not, you know, just like surprised, I guess, that they couldn't see each other. But I mean, people were genuinely seems to be upset that mm-hmm. like, like they feel like they were promised this and it hasn't been delivered. When, as far as I know, um, oh no, actually, now that I say that out loud, I, I do remember that somebody pointed out in an interview that the, that the developer did early on when he said that people would run into each other as you're exploring the universe, and then he sort of took that back. So, well, so, okay, there's that. They did say there was mm-hmm. multiplayer in the game, and that was one of the issues that kind of came up this week, is there's been an elusiveness kind of about it. Um, because two people far more quickly than they anticipated found each other on the same planet at the same time, stood in mm-hmm. the same place, took screenshots and video, could not see each other. And they did tout this as being a multiplayer game, and on the back of the box, it shows that it's a multiplayer game. So, really? okay. and Sean Murray did kind of say, like, it's not the way you think it is, and led people to believe that e- even if you don't... They didn't expect people to see each other frequently, because 18 quintillion planets, even with a, a few million people playing the game, that's nothing in contrast to an 18 quintillion planet universe. So the likelihood of people running into each other is very slim. It's purely luck-based on where you start or drop in randomly in the universe. Um, right. They found each other, couldn't see each other. So people aren't sure if that's a bug or whether or not they just... People don't know what it is. A lot of people aren't happy about it, though. The implication is, is that people thought that there would be multiplayer there and there's not, and maybe they were a bit vague and, and weren't transparent about that. And it, there's a lot of questions going on right now, and I kind of feel like maybe um, the goodwill that this game built up is maybe evaporating, and um, people are turning on it actually pretty quickly. Um, maybe this is, this is what you wanted, John. It's not what I wanted. It's what I predicted. We talked about this during our prediction show. I think my, I think it was last no, no, no. year, E3 last year, and then I think well, the beginning not, of, our beginning of the year prediction show this yeah. year was that not No this, Man's Sky was going to be a big disappointment. Yeah, not I wasn't going to be able to live game, up to the hype. Yeah. yeah. Well, not this particular game, but I'm saying you also want everybody to turn their backs on shitty products. Well, they've turned their back on broken Pokemon Go. They're turning their back on broken 
You know, they're starting to do what you want them to do, turn their back on broken games. That is kind of a unique flat thing. Out in the cold. It, it, that's an interesting idea because people are turning their backs on Pokemon Go and people are yeah. already turning their backs on No Man's... I, I'm not playing Pokemon Go anymore specifically because it's broken and I want them to fix it before I waste any more time with it. I did catch yeah. a Snorlax today, though. Um, that, that's playing it. Uh, actually, <laughs> the only reason I caught it is because I, I was driving. I was in the car with, with my wife, and yeah, she safe. had hers up. She's still playing it, and she was like, oh, my God, there's mm. a fucking Snorlax. So I slammed on the brakes and endangered my family <laughs> and backed up and then caught a Snorlax in the car yeah. while I was Maybe you should stop playing parked. that game. While I was parked. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. But no, you're right about that. Pe the people are kind of turning on things that don't work. Maybe we'll stop getting busted shit because people are finally like just throwing the rug out from underneath them and that safety net of, oh, they'll be okay with it, is going away quickly. Yeah, I mean, like, look, people are getting tired of paying, playing, you know, broken games, including yeah. including Brokemon Go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? uh, oh, man, I wish we could use that mm -hmm. as a title. Yeah, um, well, if this were a Pokemon Go episode, it would be the yeah. title. But yeah. um, Real quick, uh, Darcy uh, kind of reinforces what, what you were saying, uh, John, about uh, the only real interesting thing I found with No Man's Sky is the language and encounters with the three different sentient alien races you come in contact with and build a reputation with. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, also, John, how dare you in terms of not playing Pokemon Go anymore, I think. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, well, but to get the Darcy, back to... it's broken. It's broken. It doesn't work properly. Yeah. The, the, the distance yeah. tracking for Pokemon is mm -hmm. shit. Um, it's not a full-featured game. It's, it's gotten to the point where there's no point of battling at gens. It's boring as fuck. And once you realize that every Pokemon has a CP level cap after you evolve them even, like, if you evolve all your Pokemon to cap levels, some of them cap at 2,000, 2,500, 3,000, whatever the, the ceiling caps are, just use the strongest ones at gyms. Don't use the other ones. Mm -hmm. It's not It's not a finished game. They put out a half-finished game. I want and them it's... to keep updating it, and I'm curious to see what they do when they finish it, but it's not It's it's not keeping my attention. I like the game. I just want it to be better. You know what I mean? Are you yeah. done? I'm done. Can we move the soapbox out of the way? <laughs> well, you set it off to the side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back to it. But to get back to No Man's Sky, I think everybody kind of, I don't know, I think the internet's done done its, its damnedest again where I think everybody went into this thing thinking it was going to be Destiny-ish and it's more Minecraft-y. Well, you know what the, the big problem is, is you got... Here's the other question. I have a question for you guys. Do you think... Do you think that No Man's Sky did not deliver on what it it showed in the gameplay videos or promised in the gameplay videos? Or do you think that people's imaginations and the expectations that they built up based on what they saw I think are causing people, a backlash against yeah. the game that is unjustified? Well, I think that we've had this problem too with like my number nine and all this. People, the internet comes up with their idea of what they want and they think it's going to be this. And when it's not that and actually what the developer said it was going to be, they're like, well, what the hell? This is, this is crap. This is not what I thought it was going to be. It's like this was never what you thought it was going to be. Why are you mad? <laughs> well, I mean, in the case of No Man's Sky, like I realized and corrected myself mm -hmm. as I was speaking, you know, there are there there were indications and 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 uh, and both in advance and also apparently on the box that indicate that mm -hmm. it is a multiplayer game, and it apparently yeah. is not in any way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. So, so well, that's while, a misstep. <laughs> yeah. So while what you're describing is a problem, mm -hmm. I don't think that's the problem here. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think it plays into that though. I think that no, I think no, because a lot of people were concerned about the fact that there's not a multiplayer component when they promised a multiplayer component, and then believe it or not, I've seen it in threads where people are like, like you got Call of Duty dude bros that were hoping to intergalactically smash some ass and just fucking <laughs> tear everybody up, and they're very, it's like, 
Um, it, I hate to say it, and it's fucking like not only the dad joke of the show, but might actually make a fucking uh, decent show title for the week. But it's almost like the Dude Bros came out in force, and we're expecting to play Broman Sky, you know. And, and it's just not gonna, it's not gonna happen, you know. It's not no. gonna happen. Yeah. All right. So uh, I think that's. Why don't we just take about the, that? Stuff, why don't okay? we just? Why don't we move on to the universe of uh, not the news? Not the news. That's right. Very, it's a little more lengthy than I wanted it to be. But there's some meat and potatoes mm-hmm. there this week, guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. um, like Oat No Man's Guy, we've spent 500 hours on the news. Our feature for this week um, was pertinent to anybody who listened last week heard that we had a discussion with Songbird where Songbird did what she does best and perplexed the shit out of us with some great questions that were not only um, deep but also good enough that we wanted to wait for Goat's reaction on these things too. Um, No, you didn't. Where she asked us, what do we think about... uh, Well, she didn't ask us. Our question for phrasing it was... Um, what did we think about silent protagonists, uh, and what would a silent protagonist say if they had the ability to come out and speak? Um, this was a question that Charlie, like, it genuinely stumped us last week. We were yeah. like, "This is so good, it makes it, it kind of hurts." <laughs> um, so let let's let's kind of kick that off and talk about it for the future. Are there any? Are there any particular silent protagonists outside of the obvious? You know, uh, Link and Samus and uh, let's see who else. I mean, really, most so, of Nintendo's entire fucking catalog outside mm-hmm. of Mario. So, so my, my, the answer that I came up with, if I had to pick a single silent protagonist that I really, really want to know what they were thinking and saying, it would be Shell from the Portal games. Um, like, you know, you're, you're talking about a person who is waking up in the most like weird circumstances who in the first portal game is taken through like you know believing one thing and then finding out another and yeah, I mean it's just it's it's sort of just like one of the most fascinating storylines and I I just really more than anything want to know what she was thinking throughout that entire process so you know I if I had to pick somebody I mean like you know um you know apparently um you know um, Valve is like the uh, the master of the silent protagonist because, of course, Gordon Freeman is another is is probably another popular answer here. But for me, actually, it, it would be Shell from Portal for sure. All right, I like, I like, I like and not just because she shares a name with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> How convenient. Yes. Um, I, go. Oh, I, I like how Charlie makes them sound like they the. the they're, they're cheap. They don't want to pay somebody for all those lines, so they don't make the protagonist speak. <laughs> no, I, I don't think that's always really? the reason. I'm, I'm really, yes, I really have believe that. That I mean, I mean, you're talking about Valve here. They they can they can do whatever the hell they want. They've got the money. I, I'm sure it was yeah. not a financial decision when they decided the shell was not going to speak. Uh, yeah. You know, maybe 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 in the first Half Life, Gordon not speaking might have been a, a financial decision, but. Every single other character in the game speaks. Adding one more voice character is not going to break the bank. Well, look, I mean, like, we talked about this last week. Gordon Freeman is an obvious choice because he doesn't actually speak, but look at Left 4 Dead. Like, all four of those characters and, well, eight characters between the two games, they all have some sort of a measure of personality to a point where it's actually humorous. And then look at look at Team Fortress. You got, like, 
the heavy by himself is like a he's a meme, you know. Whole team is babies and fucking cry some more and who touched Sasha and yeah. you know. Um, so so like Valve Valve can do you know antagonists or protagonists that speak. They just half the time don't. For whatever reason, and it's oh no, and it's it. I would I would say arguably it's 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 clearly a, a, an artistic decision, not a financial one. I mean, look at <laughs> okay. Saints Row, the original Saints Row. You didn't speak at all, and then from the second one forward, they just picked different voices to represent different types of people from different places, and even made a fucking joke about it. Where, you know, I think the the one of the fucking lines in there was a joke about how I couldn't talk in the last game and I had surgery on my throat or some shit like that. I don't remember what it was, but. You know where they fixed it up, and like the character looked totally different in the the second game forward because you could customize them, and they were like, "Oh, I got set on fire and I had plastic surgery and shit, so I look different." Like they even fucking made a joke out of that. Um, but um, I'll agree with you, Charlie. Shell's Shell's a good Shell's a good. I I imagine she would just be like, "What the what the fuck is happening? And where's my goddamn cake?" <laughs> you know. Um, I I feel like. I feel like another 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 gimme answer is um also um uh Jack from from Bioshock um from the first yeah. one. Um Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Absolutely. Uh, again, you're talking about a character who is in just the most odd circumstances and especially given the plot twist. You, you, you know, actually given given my two answers, it seems like the characters that I want to hear what they're thinking and feeling most are the ones that get through get are the, are the ones that get put through these games that have these big plot twists the most because yeah, yeah, yeah. like those those are the ones where it's just like I I had my mind blown away like I want to know what you were thinking while this entire thing was happening so um, yeah. that 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 would be my theme I guess between my two answers yeah um any anything you can think of off the top of your head goat uh the kid from Limbo. That's a good get, man. I would say the oh, same thing yeah. for the kid from Inside, yeah. which I just yeah. finished. It's probably yeah. the same kid, but um, <laughs> but Might yeah, be. I mean, like, just can you imagine like walking up to like half those gizmos and going, "Oh no, fuck no, no, you, no." <laughs> I I actually I actually ended up compiling a list. Like I thought about this long and hard all week. Like. I, I did a bunch of Googling, I did a bunch of looking around, and I put together like this big giant list, not to discuss, but just to give people food for thought on. I don't think people realize how many silent you know, protagonists there have been in gaming. It's, it's less of a popular thing to do now than it was, unless it's like a character creator like driven type game or an MMO. But man, in narratives, there's been a fuckload of silent protagonists in games. Um... Is is there is there anybody that you guys didn't didn't already mention that you think would make outstanding uh, interesting characters if they could speak? Uh, hmm. My two answers are still I I think are just I those. Are, yeah, the, okay. uh, those those are the first two that come to mind for sure. Okay, no problem. Yeah, um, I mean, admittedly, I don't play a lot of silent protagonist games that I remember apparently. So here, here's a couple of here's a couple of things, and I'm I'm trying to from the list that I compiled, I put it together in like a, a fucking word document that's like this <laughs> longer than I can show my hands on this thing. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say a few names, uh, just rapid fire. So you guys, and, and some of these are th when I looked them up and kind of thought about them, I was like, fuck, I forgot about some of these characters. I didn't even know some of these characters' names because in the whole like silent protagonist 
sort of theme of things. They also never gave him fucking names, some of these people. Mm. For example, did you guys know that the original uh, Grand Theft Auto 3 protagonist's name was Claude Speed? No. Yeah. <laughs> Claude Speed is the silent protagonist for Grand Theft Auto 3. Huh. He does the entire game and never actually fucking says anything. And makes uh, a br- he, he does this tiny appearance in uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, too, if you guys remember. But him, Corvo Atano from... Um, uh, my brain's not working all of a sudden. Um, what happened to the it? list? A couple years ago. I'm going down the list. It's Corvo from... <laughs> Uh, oh, um, uh, uh, um, we just talked uh, about it during uh, fucking Hitman. No, not Hitman. Um, I don't know. Um, it starts with a D. I think. It starts with a D. Uh, dis. Um, Dishonored. Uh, Jesus Dishonored. Christ. Crash Band. <laughs> Crash Bandicoot. The, why wouldn't you put the game name next to the dude? I don't because because I, I was putting the names down. I didn't even think about the, <laughs> the games. But uh, Crash Bandicoot is one of them. Um, I don't want to hear what that guy has to say. The Space Marine from Doom. Never says a fucking word to anybody. Oh, Doom guy, sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Gomez, the the little guy from Fez, never fucking says a word. Did anybody? Like oh. I, didn't, I didn't play Fez. Did anybody oh, make it no. speak? I uh, not no. to the best of my knowledge. No, not that I remember. Okay. Um, yeah. this can but backfire nobody wants, though. Uh, nobody wants to hear Jonathan or John Fish is screaming and crying in Fez. So there you Let's go. That's a uh, um, uh, Phil Fish. Phil Fish, that's right. Phil Fish. That was a Freudian oh, wait, John slip. Blow, Phil Fish. What he was saying <laughs> is that nobody wants to hear me talk. That's what he said. Um, this can backfire. The idea of a silent protagonist that that um, is able to speak. Do you guys remember Isaac Clarke from the Dead Space games? Mm-hmm. He didn't. He didn't speak in the first game. That's and then true. starting the second and third games, they gave him a voice, and it was decidedly underwhelming and kind of boring. Yeah, that's true. Um, so it, it can kind of backfire. Um, I did put Jack on my list. I did put Shell on my list. Jack from Jack and Daxter did not speak. Um, let's see, were there any others that were particular on this list that I think would be... Do you guys ever play um, Out of This World? Oh, sure. Yeah. Super Nintendo. Lester Knight. Lester Knight um, was, was the hero for that game. Never said a word. Okay. Um, all he do is scream every time he died for every three inches. He did die a lot. Meat Boy never says anything. Thank Christ, because he'd have to have he'd have to have Meatwad's voice. Yeah, he would have to sound like Meatwad. Absolutely. <laughs> that There's is been a precedent set there. Ball of Meat <laughs> has a voice. There's this like massive, massive amount of when I looked into this JRPG characters that never say a fucking word. You know what I mean? You well, because sure. they assumed you were the. But role. is it? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I don't, th- I don't think it counts if the entire game if nobody says anything. We're talking about if only the main protagonist doesn't say anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, Surge from Chrono Cross. Um, okay. Sir Douchebag yeah. from uh, <laughs> South Park Stick of Truth, <laughs> which is your character. <laughs> right. Never says anything. Um, fuck. I'm trying to think of the like. I'm skipping down. This list is so long. I'm not actually doing all of them. The kid from um. A bastion never actually says anything. It's yeah. just a narrator. Um, the stranger, who is the unnamed protagonist of this <laughs> franchise, never says a word. You never get a word huh. in Edgewise there. Sure, I suppose that's true. Look, that's I, interesting that the stranger is the protagonist of Mist. <laughs> I, Charlie's perfectly okay with it. He's like, well, you know, it seems reasonable to me. Uh, and then, just to speed it up... Maybe that's um, where that started. You were sitting on your non-playing hand. Chrono from Chrono Trigger never says a word. Um, well, no. 
And then uh, I think probably the, the you know final biggest examples are of course Link. Everybody immediately mm -hmm. goes to Link or Samus um, mm -hmm. or um, uh, Gordon Freeman. You know, like we talked about mm -hmm. last week. Those are the, the best I could come the up with. The big names together. Yeah, there's plenty more obviously from the NES and SNES era. Yeah. Well, um, sure. Now it's it's. Now let, let's look at this from the other angle. Are any of these characters? Do you look at them and you say, I, I don't think I cared for one second what this person was saying or thinking. I don't mind at all that they didn't talk. Because for me, my, my first example is coming off of the game that I just finished. The main character, the main modern day character, the Abstergo Entertainment Research Analysis from Assassin's Creed Black Flag, I could not have cared less about what that person was thinking. Yeah, so. no, 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 of course. And that's, that's, I think that's totally reasonable. I think that it's subjective because... So many of these characters were designed with games built around them that the game was built around the fact that the protagonist doesn't talk, that they found other ways to... Bioshock is exactly that example. Things happen around the main character that have nothing to do with the main character's opinion of anything. It's just supposed to be a presentation. So, I don't know. I don't know... Um, Gordon, Gordon Freeman not talking would massively change the way... That uh, you know, Half Life plays out because Half Life. They just talk about Gordon Freeman, especially in the second one. Like he's this unintentional god amongst men. You know what I mean? Like he's he's the free man. You know, even the fucking <laughs> alien species in that game look at Gordon Freeman like some sort of like he's the great unifier of this game. So I don't know. Is there you... is there? No, go ahead, Charlie. Go, I was just going to say, go. can you think of any characters that didn't speak that you're sort of glad don't speak? Uh, Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I could I could give a fuck what that guy has to say. He's kind of an idiot. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Samus, I wouldn't want her to talk because she wouldn't say the things I wanted her to say to me. Uh, I don't think oh. that, that would probably make that an M-rated game, if not AO. Um, mm, mm. Ladies and gentlemen, that's our joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's our goat. Um, what else? I mean, a Doom guy would probably get annoying because he's only probably got like seven things he says because he's a freaking He would Marine. get annoying because he would spend the reality of seeing what he's seeing. It would just be him screaming for fucking hours straight until he goes, <laughs> No. That's what it no. would be. It would just, no. you, know, you know what it would probably be like? Especially in the closed confines of that helmet, it would look something like this. <laughs> no. No. I muted my audio again. <laughs> he's John, he's a recon marine. He's trained to see that shit and he's trained to be calm in that situation. He'd be so militarized that he'd be like it would just be straight deadpan like, you know, target acquired, target killed. <laughs> like he'd have no emotion to it. So yeah, cause um, you, you do have to kind of imagine that whatever the character would be saying would fit his actions. Like, he wouldn't be screaming, like, in terror no. as he's running Duke through, like, chainsawing ghouls in half. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. And he wouldn't be Duke Nukem, an unprofessional person. He'd be, he'd be super professional. <laughs> he'd be a jarhead. I, I, I gotta tell you, the most popular thing I think that a lot of people would want to hear, I would assume, would be, like, what does Link have to say about anything? I would actually want to hear <sighs> what each iteration of that kid has to say about what's going on around him. Because um, I feel like every link would probably be a very different personality, mm -hmm. based on the way. Based sure, on the game. that makes sense. Yeah. I just wish no. he he could talk to tell Navi to shut the fuck up and the princess <laughs> to stop getting in trouble. Like I'm gonna it, agree with it, that. It, like, there, 
there has to be a point where he's face palming in the back, going, "Oh my god!" Again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna assume <laughs> that if if Link could speak, that his big, even you know what, I, I, this is what I want from a Legend of Zelda game. You don't have to make him say anything for any of the series, ever, except for one thing. I just want him to meet Tingle and be like, "Ugh." <laughs> just make that sound, this guttural like sound of disgust, and then you want just... you want him to <laughs> you want him to do a James Hetfield uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, give me fuel, give me fire, <laughs> tingle, uh, uh. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. no, 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 John, it would be give me fuel, give me fire, oh my God, I don't desire you, or is that yeah. or is that, <laughs> is that what I desire? Yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I I can think of one more thing to ask you guys. So that we can move on from, uh, you know, from mm-hmm. from this section of the show. From the silent movie. Pick, pick one character that you mentioned. One mm-hmm. of the ones that you mentioned. What would their, what would they say in one sentence or less, and what voice would they use when they did it? Say, uh, okay, well, one more time. Say that again. Pick one, one of the characters that you all mentioned. Pick one of them. What would they say if they could say something in one sentence or less? And what voice would they say it in? You got to do the voice. <clears throat> I am so glad you're in a potato. What okay. The no, no, I, just I, I, I get it. <laughs> was I don't? What the hell was that? Have you Who's played Portal Two? I haven't played Portal One, so well, definitely not Portal Two. You're doing 2. it all wrong. You're do you are okay. doing it all wrong, Goop. But don't say oh, okay. anything else, Charlie, because that that's kind of a spoiler. So that's just your guys's <laughs> Portal humor, okay? Mm-hmm. It's like potty humor, but for portals. Portal Potty? No, oh, there's the show title, Portal Potty. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, I found a silent, a silent Portal Potty. Okay. Um, right. Let's see. Oh, so 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 Limbo dude. I'm I'm guessing he'd be um probably English, just because I mean he he looks English. Let's be honest. He's got those kind of like weird T-Rex arms when he walks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty sure he would probably just be like, ah, oh, bloody fuck. <laughs> pretty much everything he sees is going to kill him every time he goes around a corner. <laughs> All right. It's a very, uh, a very uh, coarse vocabulary for such a young boy. Well, I those British kinda... people are ahead of the curve. They're ahead of the curve. Kinda, Have you seen Channel 4? Channel 4 is a bit... Yeah, Channel 4 is a bit uh, uncensored compared to here. BBC 4? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. um, I kind of feel like if, if I had to pick one that... Uh, that had a voice, and what could they say? Um, I just, I kind of feel like the 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 Doom guy, just because it seems very appropriate to me. If he took that helmet off, would just be the fucking heavy from Team Fortress Two, and he'd be mowing down all these fucking guys and being like, "Where team is babies?" You know what I mean? Like that would be. It's that's the fucking plot twist. Is it's just it's just the fucking heavy from Team Fortress Two, you know, in his younger, thinner days, you know, and you come to find out that the BFG is days. just it's just the BFG is just Sasha. Who touched my gun? Who touched Sasha? You know what I mean? Fucking doing it that way. Yeah. Nice. Excellent. Yeah. That's a weird twist, but all right, we'll take it. That is an M Night Shyamalan level. What a twist. <laughs> um, but yeah, that 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 that's our feature for the week, which leads into our mailbag. Which was, what do you think about silent protagonists? Who is a silent character that you really wish would have spoken, and why? Did you guys get any responses this week? <clears throat> um, so first off, we have a response 
from uh, Mr. Mike Keith, um, who you might remember as Bizarro Viking Jesus, Bizarro, Bizarro Mike from back in the day. Um, he answered, uh, they are great. Uh, allows me to use my own words, which is usually just a jumble of swears and me going, I don't want to do that. Instead, I'm just going to kill monsters for five hours. Screw saving that town or girl or whatever you just said. <clears throat> uh, though I kind of wish more horror-silent protagonists talked more, with an Australian accent like Steve Irwin. What we have here is a giant monster from the lands of hell. I'm going to wrestle it. <laughs> That's my best Australian. Yes. 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 Yeah, bring Steve Irwin back and have him do a, 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 a show about the uh, creatures in Doom. Just perfect. resurrect him and have him be the main character of Resident Evil 9 or whatever. Yes. Yes. Very good. Very good. Oh, with, the, with, with the flashlight. Here we are in the outback at some abandoned mine when we were looking for the crikey, it's the Phantom Man. <laughs> Listen to fucking goat getting into character, man. That's not something you hear on the show every day. Well done, sir. Well done. Well, you, you can't do or you can't you can't talk about the man without being the man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I'm, I'm sorry for Australian listeners for butchering an accent. You're, you're out in the wilderness and then you get bit by something and then the heavy pops out of the bush and says, "Whole team what has rabies." <laughs> What is <laughs> with you in the heavy? I don't know, man. I just like doing that. I mean, he does it really well, so I'm not complaining. Yeah. yeah. I know, but Jesus, like, this show's getting heavy. Like, are you Martin McFly all of a sudden? <laughs> oh, God. God damn it, Goat. It's good. May have watched Back to the Future 3 this week. Mm, it's good. It's good. <laughs> Um, did did you guys happen to uh, to get any other uh, mailbag responses? Um, not, nothing in so. the Players Club. Um, Go. Did you get any personal responses? Uh, no, no, nobody gives a shit what I have to say. Um. All right, <laughs> fair. John, did you have any? <laughs> um, yeah, I got a bunch of responses this week. So, okay. um, probably the single best response I got was from uh, one-time B Squad co-host, Mr. Danny Meckler. Um, Who? He, Danny Meckler. Um, <laughs> Back from the Dead responded with probably the single best thing um, that a silent uh, protagonist could say in any game, which is just three fucking dots. That's all it was. The silent <laughs> tag protagonist response of just dot, dot, dot. Nice. Um, Dan Hlocky, also B-Squad co-host, responded with just a picture of Mark Hamill glaring uh, as if to imply that at the end of uh, The Force Awakens, he just fucking didn't say anything at all. Uh, Mac Reynolds says, Link, because I'd love to hear what he has to say. Uh, Shunny, uh, Kathleen, said, I love the fact that Runner 5, the player's avatar of sorts in the zombie run, is silent. Now, for you to remember, Zombies Run, is, is it's the sort of running app that you listen to, and it's got kind of a story. So I guess in a way it is sort of an ARG game, even though it's not a traditional game, and I have, I have participated in using this app, so I understand what she's talking about. Um, it adds to the feeling of immersion in the game because it doesn't give a canon voice for the character, nor does it make them say something that the player slash runner might not say. It's nice and leads to some FUD head canons and theories. Um, mostly unrelated, there's a side mission in Season 2 where it has Runner 5, who again does not speak, go out with a reporter who wants to interview runners. Uh, whoever put, uh, put Runner 5 on that mission should probably be assigned a new job. Um, so kind of, it's a totally, a totally uh, interesting perspective on that. Uh, something I appreciate uh, entirely. 
Very good. Okay. Um, ben Any Blankenship, other responses on your yeah, side? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben Blankenship says, depends on the media and supporting characters. Miyamoto said he made Link silent so that players would put themselves in his place. Chrono was another great silent protagonist, and it really let you get a better feel for the other characters and their struggles. Uh, definitely so, Ben. Uh, ZZ Nicole said, your character in South Park, the stick of truth. Sir Douchebag, we, we mentioned <laughs> Him and um, Dylan Stewart says uh, MC from any Pokemon game. Hmm. Okay. Yes, quite, quite. All right. Um, and that, that was every, that, that yeah, was everything. That's everything I got for this week. Thank okay. you, everybody, contributing. And and we should probably throw a shout out to Songbird too for uh, like serving this uh, this fucking week's feature well, and uh, stuff on a platter for us. So. Absolutely, and Songbird did reply also, but we also do have a uh, a voicemail response um, to this, which uh, which we don't get very often. Uh, our, our voicemail uh, mailbag entry here, so I'm working on pulling that. Are up. you you blowing the dust off that phone? <laughs> yeah. All uh, right. So let's buy a um, bat phone. They said it'd be great. You'll use it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a, here, here's a, here's the first voicemail we've gotten in a very long time. Let's see what this caller had to say. Hey guys, this is Darcy. I'm just calling in to answer your mailbag question about uh, game characters that have a face but they don't really have a voice. One character that I think would be absolutely interesting to to hear their story would be the uh, the the protagonist you play in Journey, because <laughs> as you know, there's not really oh, they yeah. pretty much communicate with lights and sound, but you don't you don't really have a voice, so to speak. And I'd love to learn about the backstory and, you know, the experiences of the protagonist that you're playing. So that's just my two cents. I thought there'd be plenty of links and stuff like that that people would want to, you know, have a voice. But I think Journey, the protagonist you play, should, should have a voice. That's just my two cents. So, yeah, I will see you guys on Sunday. Bye. Well, how about that? I'm kind of surprised none of us thought of that answer. That's actually a really good answer. Um, well... The reason I didn't think about it, Charlie, is because there's a... And you'll remember this little anecdote. Uh, when I played Journey, I didn't know it was multiplayer. <clears throat> right, and right. And so my, my protagonist had a voice of me going, who the fuck is this? Why is it... Go the fuck away. Go the fuck away. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> right, right. And then I realized it couldn't attack me, and I was like, oh, hey, hey, bro, what's... What do we... What, what's... What do we... What the fuck? Why are you still here? <laughs> so my mine had a voice. <laughs> and it was yours, and it was a yes. very... Frightened, then confused one. Yes. 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 And I, again, I've made Journey an, an M game. I'm, I, I, apparently, anytime I voice something, it just automatically goes M. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, John, do you um, um, uh, do you do you wish that the main character from Journey had had a voice? Um, you know, the thing is, is that almost any game that could have some sort of a narrative coming from uh, the main character, it, to me, it's always it's almost always something I want to hear with the exception of two games. Um, oh, Chrono Trigger and um, Shadow of the Colossus. Those two games are perfect okay. without any sort of a protagonist narrative. But Shadow of the Colossus yeah. would have been great with him telling me what the fuck to do. That would have been helpful. No, I love Shadow of the Colossus <laughs> for the exact reason of that, especially near the ending of that game, everything that you need to know about the game is beautifully illustrated without having to say a word. Um, uh-huh. But Journey, yeah, I would like to have seen some sort of a narrative, even if it was subtle, even if it was just a couple of lines of dialogue to accentuate the story. But I will say that that game did a good enough job on its own of conveying what you needed to know about it without 
Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have wanted the character from 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 Journey to have explained anything to me. I would. I would have been interested mm-hmm. in their reactions. Like exactly. Like, sort of, like yes. Like sort of like like because the, the way that Journey was explained to me through just the environment and the story and like the little cutscenes and things like that, and like coming across like the murals and all that. I mean, I I think that that was like the. Just the, the the pacing and the speed and just the manner in which the story was conveyed to me, I feel like that would have had, had been ruined if it had been done any other way. But I would have been interested to know the characters' reactions to those things that to each thing as we just had learned it. As like so, as as I'm sitting there thinking and processing the information that we were just given, I would have been interested to know the characters' take on it as well. But I wouldn't have wanted the character to inform me of anything. I like yeah, that that that's kind of my take. I think, I think. I don't know. The more I think about that, I don't think he needs a voice because, like, and I mean, the music was was the narration, the voice in that game, and I think sure. an actual voice would detract from the artistic nature of that game. <laughs> I, you know that that that's totally fair. I, I I can I can I can agree with that to a point. Yeah. Yep. All right. Okay, so thanks, so, Darcy, for the first voicemail we've had in quite some time. Yeah, thanks. We got the bad phone out, and it still yeah. works. <laughs> good to know it. Yeah, good to know it still works. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then so uh, finally, we of course we have Songbird re uh, uh, emailing in as always and partially responding to her own question. <laughs> so she writes in and she question. says, uh, "Dear question, dear technical." Yeah, it is, it is Songbirdception. Um, <laughs> uh, Dear Technotron, uh, maybe Goat? Yes, indeed Goat. Uh, <laughs> actual Goat, right there. Um, and Fallon Flynn. Uh, mailbag answer, I don't mind silent protagonists just as long as the character fits in the narrative. I've seen examples where the main is mute, yet everyone talks with their voice, so there's no reason for the main character not to communicate. Uh, if anything, I'd be curious to see how things would pan out uh, if Shell could talk to GLaDOS. Yes, exactly. Um... Um, yeah, and that's to me that that's always the weirdest thing. I, I completely agree. It's like if, if if nobody talks, well then it, okay, it kind of fits. But it's it's when everybody else talks, and and especially if they point out that the main character is not talkative, like they do with like you know I think they do with 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 Gordon Freeman. They, they there there's several points where characters refer to the fact that he doesn't speak. So it's not just that. Like this is, it's like they they turn it from a game mechanic into a character trait. It's not that the game just doesn't make him speak. Mm-hmm. It's that the character himself or themselves just doesn't talk, and it, you know. So that's kind of interesting. When it turns into the elephant in the room. Uh, yeah, kind of. Um, uh, Songbird continues. If you were the silent protagonist, what creative way would you communicate to those around you? Um, oh, I got this. I got this. in uh, in in new in, in magazine clipped out letter um, ransom note style is my. Well, that'll go great when you're trying to get a job, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> sure, you're going um, to I just what? Think it's tough, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the job interview now is a 14-hour process as you have to mangle their entire waiting room for your responses. <laughs> <laughs> Um, here's hope I'm, I'm auditioning or applying for a creative <laughs> position. Um, but, mm-hmm. uh, but, uh, Goat, John, what about you? If you were a silent protagonist, what creative mm-hmm. way would you communicate to those around you? That's easy. It's so simple. Go ahead. I would, I would, um, create my own language of farts and tones. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the what? I carry it with me all the time. It's ready to go if I need to talk to somebody. <laughs> Really, um, would it be like like that's like Ghost's equivalent of Morse code? Do you just use it as mm-hmm. ass? Yeah. 
to, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. to blast mm-hmm. off more stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and if, and if and if I start yelling, I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> or or if I could be so bold, Morse chode. <laughs> oh. <laughs> John, I think you're confused about where parts come from. I guess it's I guess it's better than Morris Mud, but whatever. It's, it's adjacent, okay? Adjacent. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna, quote, I'm gonna I'm gonna. So quote. what is it called when a woman does it? Ooh. Uh. Uh. I'll, I'll get back to you on that because I, I feel like I need I need to put something. I'm pretty sure anything I come up with is probably not gonna go well, so I'm gonna skip. All right. No, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on that. It's 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 a, that's a no pun intended. It's a slippery slope. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't want to be hit by a car or by driving off the thing that no, uh, no, no. eventually oh, like recognizes me. John, John, do you have an answer to Songbird's question? I do have an answer to Songbird's question. Uh, for me, if I had to pick a creative way for my protagonist to communicate, it would be like. Sign language shadow puppets, I think, maybe. Um, so you have to carry a light with you at a wall at all times? Let's be honest. Half of these fucking characters that we're talking about that can't speak always have some sort of a torch or a flashlight or a fucking you know, <laughs> something that can cast light on something. So, yes. I'm well, I guess you have, a, you have your phone and your flashlight. Shadow puppets, sign language, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, Maybe awkward grunting because that seems to be all any of them can do, anyways. So okay. Lucas, speak. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> been spending um, too much time with my son. Yeah. <laughs> which, which is a terrifying thought in and of itself. Um, uh, Sarber continues: If you were able to input a code which altered the accent of everyone's voice acting, which game would you pick, and what accent would it be? Uh, well, my answer to this is, is simple. I've 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 mentioned this before. Um, I I could listen to Fran from Final Fantasy um, um, Eleven, oh. right? Um, okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, that almost 12. got weird. Whatever, um, it doesn't matter. Final Fantasy friend. Um, I, I could listen to her talk. Just I could listen to her read the phone book. So, but I don't know how to describe her accent. I don't know what that is. So, but it would just be her accent in every game I play ever. Is my answer to that question. Yeah. That that went better than I thought it was. I thought I was going to take a weird turn and he was to say friend dresser. Just go, God! No, that is the complete opposite. Oh, oh God. God! Yeah, that's why I was like, uh, "Where is he going with this? Oh, oh, is this a fiery crash?" And then he made the nice right turn. God, no, that is my that is my hell. Yeah, you know that oh. that, is, that is that is the example. That is the example of where you find the genie in the lamp and you make the wish, mm-hmm. and then there's always the catch. And I would just say, make everybody talk like Fran, mm-hmm. and the catch would be the genie would make it Fran Drescher. Do you know the only yeah. thing worse than Fran Drescher talking is the the lady from fucking Friends that played uh, what's her name, uh, fucking Chandler's girlfriend, and Fran oh, Drescher talking to no. No, no, I'm talking about the one. I don't remember what her name was, but she would go, Shan Living. <laughs> those two. I mean, it's the same. It's oh. the same. No, that's what I'm saying. Those two having a fucking conversation where they find each other entertaining and they just keep laughing at each other's jokes. That's fucking hell, my friends. Oh. That is hell. Oh, boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you, Goat? Any? Do you have an answer to that uh, To that question? Oh, yeah, this is. She's on a simple kick this week. Thank you. I'm glad I missed uh, Crazy Week last week. Um, <laughs> I would just like everybody in Witcher 3 to talk Scottish, so it would be Braveheart. <laughs> okay. 
right. I mean, we're right there. Yeah. We were like, we are millimeters from Braveheart and Witcher 3. Just give me this guy's accent. Let's move on. Look, Maybe I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to stick with my guns and say that pretty much any silent protagonist, well, fuck, I'm going to go ahead and extend it beyond that wall. Any protagonist in any game ever should just talk like the heavy. That's it. It's a me, Mario. Whole team is Goombas. You know, fucking. <laughs> that's it. Just oh the heavy. God. That's what I want all my yeah, side. I want. John, I would love John, for Link John. to open his mouth and just talk like the heavy. That's John, it. can you imagine all of 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 Killer Instinct sounding like the heavy? Yes. Mm-hmm. In and you're okay with I, this? I can. Even, I'm perfect. Okay. All right. All right. So we're just gonna buy you a heavy uh, body pillow and move on. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Good. That's my answer. The heavy. Just picture that voice on anybody that's silent, and how Sorry, horrified was... the fucking the rest of the uh, <laughs> cast of the game would be the second that they see this. Like you know, they see Ness from fucking Earthbound open his mouth and he talks like the heavy, and they're like, "You're ten. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. That's Do you imagine? Okay. Can you imagine Kirby like a big ball coming out like the heavy? <laughs> <laughs> Songbird continues. <laughs> um, uh, I'm sure you're familiar with how Banjo-Kazooie characters sound as they talk. If not, you should live Google a video before continuing. Uh, give me your impression of how other gaming figures, silent or not, would sound like in Banjo-Kazooie. In Banjo-Kazooie's Kazooie? Sean Connor Banjo-Kazooie? Banjo-Kazooie. Um, so, so I do it in the van of the rock? <laughs> um, I've I, I have played Banjo Kazooie, so I, I have a, a brief mental recollection. But it's it's one little audio clip just pitch shifted up and down, um, is what it sounds like to me, anyways. And so I'm gonna do my snake again. Gear, 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 gear. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Honestly, luckily for me, the heavy just kind of sounds like that. So here's here's my quote. Whole team is babies. <laughs> that's that's as good as it's gonna get for the fucking umpteenth time this episode. <laughs> I'm gonna be frank. No, but you have to do a banjo kazooie style, so it have to be like. Can we? Hey, can can I just ask right now? Can we call this episode John is heavy? <laughs> no, well, John is heavy. That is evidence by, uh, by this that I have. But yes. Okay, so go now. It's your turn. I don't know. Like, what's that? I, I'm terrible at this. Like, I, uh, you did a lovely uh, British accent or, or Australian accent earlier. You can do it. I believe. I don't know who I would do, and like, I mean, like, I don't know. Okay, I mean, well, what's the game really... that you played recently? So you have them in mind. Uh, DMC, and there's no way I can do a Dante. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Actually, that seems like it'd be like I. I imagine he has like a grunt or a scream or something that he uses relatively frequently. Well, yeah. I mean, no, not really. He's kind of a smart ass. We get along pretty well. Um, fair. Uh, yeah. I, I just nothing. Oh, Batman. Do the do the Joker. Like, what would the Joker sound like in Batman? Joker. Oh, God. That's even worse. I can't do a Hamill, and I feel bad for doing it. Like you can't, No, I can't. I can't. I do mean, it. I, th- I, I think it would just sound like him laughing. It's just ha 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 ha. It's just basically that. Okay, that's my answer because I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, man. I mean, that's just like that's sacrilege in the Joker religion. <laughs> oh, okay. You can't. You can't try to be Mr. J. He, he just, he's, he's just Mr. J, especially Hamill J. <laughs> 
Like he's on, so, a, he's uh, on a level, man. Yeah, you know, they, yeah. <laughs> I, I certainly was not trying to uh, replicate him. Only, uh, <laughs> only, only, uh, only aspiring to be anywhere near as close to a shadow mm-hmm. of, yeah. of Mark Hamill. Yeah, and <clears> but, none of us are um, even that. <laughs> okay, so uh, Songbird, thank you for your questions, and also, as John said, for fueling our our, our topic for this week. We greatly appreciate yeah. it. Um, so, um, text in the mail. <laughs> yeah, um, or and a shirt would be in the mail if you tell me how to get it to you. Um, but anyways, um, just give us a fake address and pick it up at their friend at your friend's house, or, or PO <laughs> box or something. <laughs> um, all right, so let's see. Um, with all that being said, um, uh, gentlemen, is there anything coming up that you'd like to tell uh, our listeners about this week? Uh, uh, well, I mean, I could take John's thunder, but I did that be kind of mean because that's coming up, um, and then. Let's see. <clears throat> like I said, pretty much everything I said at the beginning of the show. Uh, dope tour, yay. Uh, new music from Cody Phoenix, yay. Um, gonna go work for the villains at this new circus they're building, yay. Um, yeah, that's about it, John. Yeah, so Goat wouldn't be stealing my thunder because um, he he's he's gonna be going to Metacon in uh, about two weeks um, over the holiday oh, weekend. Yeah. Oh, he forgot about that shit entirely. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, another uh, page in that oh, God, novel that's called Metacon. <laughs> Poor bastard. I will, I will not be there, uh, which I know is very disappointing to everybody. Um, the short version of that is I don't really talk about outside of band-related things. I don't talk about my day job. I have a day job that is required to feed my son, uh, so I do that. I don't talk about it because I fucking loathe my day job. Um, but uh, I have to stay at work. My my uh, my employers will not let me leave to go to Vaticon, which is really rare. That doesn't happen very often. So I will not be there. So my poor besieged brother, who is already down a substantial number of people for his show due to uh, a whole lot of inside madness, um, is having to kind of prepare a what we call a B-Squad show. It doesn't happen very often, but where we have to put things together kind of in an impromptu fashion to make that happen. So Nick is going to be going out there. Uh, to the best of my knowledge, this may change between uh, now and Metacon. We're talking to a couple of people to fill in for me, one of which is a former VS Villains member that, if they can be ready in time, will go. It is not Ted, for those of you watching or listening. That includes Darcy. That was my it's first not guess. Ted. Mm-hmm. Um, it is uh, it is not Carrie Hagendurfer who was uh, Veronica Jade. Um, it's definitely not Vex. It's not Mike. Um, it, do do the math. You might be able to figure out who it is if they're ready. If they're not, because we're having to do this with them on short notice, uh, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of new material since they played in the band, yep. then they may participate. Otherwise, it uh, I can tell you this: it will be Nick and probably Lady Delirium, uh, Sarah. Um, We'll probably be there um, doing new stuff with Nick. Other than that, uh, the rest of the show is to be determined, but I will not be there for that. Um, but Goat, since since I took the thing that you completely forgot about, why don't you go ahead and talk about what thunder you were gonna you were gonna talk about me stealing? No, just 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 Medicon. We're going to be there the Labor Day weekend. Was it two, second to the fifth? I think. Pretty good at my dates usually. Um, yeah, villains. I have no idea when we're playing yet or anything like that, but. Uh, like John said, it's um, uh, it's the big TBD show. <laughs> uh, Metacon is going to be um, September second, third, and fourth. So okay, that, that's going to be over. Yeah, it's going to be over Labor Day weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, in Minneapolis, Minnesota, same place, same exact venue that the AnimeCon.org mm-hmm. events do. Um, uh, Anime Minneapolis Anime. at. 
Yeah, that's right, mm-hmm. which you were at earlier this year. That yes. was the other one that I couldn't make. I'm so sorry to our Minneapolis fans that, that twice this year I have not been able mm-hmm. to make it. I usually make at least one or the other. Um, yep, and I yep. just won't be in Minneapolis this year, which breaks my heart because it is legitimately one of my favorite uh, conventions we do every year, and I fucking love that hotel that they host it at. It's so much mm-hmm. fun. It's a good hotel. Yeah, it is, for sure. Um, Maybe but, we won't yeah. break a fire hydrant this time. God, <laughs> let's please don't do that. Um, <laughs> I've done it once. Yep, yep. Okay. Um, on my side of things, uh, more of the same. Just uh, working on lead-up for Cider Fest. That's about it. Um, and so moving on, uh, once again, I just want to reiterate thanks again to Songbird and everybody else that responded to our mailbag mm-hmm. question this week, especially Darcy for exercising the voicemail. Mm-hmm. Greatly appreciate it. Yes. Um, if you've liked what you heard, you can find us at GamerHeadRadio.com, at Facebook.com backslash GamerHeadRadio, at Google.com backslash plus GamerHeadRadio, and on Twitter at GamerHeadRadio, where I am at T-E-K Charlie. John is at the Fallon Flynn, even though it's not on his lower third right now. It's not. I forgot to put it there. <laughs> <laughs> and go is that Sir Goatsworth? Um, you can uh, call and leave us a voicemail at nine four nine two six gamer, or you can e- email us at editors at gamerheadradio.com if you have anything to say, if you have any comments, questions about the show. Just anything. Fixed it. Just uh, yay! Oh wait, hang on. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. There it is. Look, the Fallon Flynn. That, that's that's really him. It's been verified. Um, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, if you have any questions or suggestions, or if you have any ide- ideas for topics that uh, you think we should cover on the show, by all means, let us know. Um, Please download the official Game Ahead Radio app from uh, the uh, Google Play Store on Android devices, or you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, uh, Stitcher Radio, um, uh, YouTube, Twitch, or with your podcast downloader of choice. Uh, we should be available on anything that you could possibly find us on. Um, uh, TuneIn Radio is another one that um, is a way to listen to GamerHead Radio on the Xbox One because they have a TuneIn Radio app, just saying. Um, so, with all that being said, thank you very much for watching, listening, subscribing, participating. Uh, that was a piece of cat hair that just came down in front of my face. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. we sell that. This is, a, um, this is the, the extent of our budget for special effects on this it's, show. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, th- this has been a very heavy episode of Gamerhead Radio. <laughs> Team is babies. Christ. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and for the lead-in, John, I think you should just do something in the heavy voice. I should, but here's the thing. The funny thing is, is that I realized about halfway through doing it, I Mm -hmm. kept doing it that way for posterity. That the line is actually entire team is babies. So I did it wrong the whole fucking show, which makes it awesome, kind of funnier.